What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. And the Ten Toes Up Gang. And that's and you. And the Feet Pitcher Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Pat Podcast. Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle Channel. Appreciate y'all for being here. Today, we are simulcasting on the Notorious CGA channel over there. If you want to go over there, you can head over there. But the only reason you probably would go over there is this because you can super chat. Shout out to the super chat gang in the building. Slip through the cracks over there, right? Slip through the cracks. So my vlog channel over there is monetized. What we will be doing is we'll be showing the streams over there. It will be monetized. The streams will be over there. If you want to contribute uh, via super chat, you can. Over there, we'll give it a test run, and um, the str the stream will be deleted immediately over there. All right, delete it, delete it, <laughs> delete, delete, delete. It will be deleted over there, and the link is at the top of the, the um, live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. So if you wanted to do that and you were a person that felt comfortable doing it via Super Chat and you were not unable to donate during this four- or five-month period where I've been doing PayPal and Cash App and all of that stuff, you can go over to the Notorious CGA channel and watch this stream uh, and contribute that way. All right. And let your verse be heard, voice be heard. If not, stay over here. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> we bake in the building. How about the Denver Broncos? <laughs> All right. What were they doing in the last minute? What the hell were the Denver Broncos doing in the last minute of the football game? All right. They was bugging. <laughs> All right. You got Russell Wilson driving fourth down 60 yard field goal. Nah. But I loved that they lost, all right, because they're not the – listen, we're not the only 0-1 team. And what about the NFC West? They're struggling over there. Everybody didn't win the game. All right, anyway, man, um, shout out to also the CGA Sports that is on the CGA Game Channel. Looks like one of my videos is taking off over there. Hey, if you're a YouTuber or you can consider to be a YouTube, guys, I've been through the YouTube. I've been through the highs and lows of YouTube and uh, part of my coaching program that eventually I'm going to roll out now that I don't have as many distractions, schools back in session travels being tampered down just a little bit we can really really start the coaching uh program but if you're a youtuber i go through the ups and downs of youtube i have small channels i have big channels i have channels that were demonetized that were monetized and then demonetized uh i go through strategy sessions so i have another small channel that i'm trying to work on as well that has gaming it has my therapy room it has cga sports over there and uh i'm just like you guys trying to get some headway and traction and uh, if you want that, go apply to my coaching program at gregadams1.com, and eventually you'll get the email. Anyway, anyway, let's get into today's show. Today's show is, what is today's show on? Oh, the truth about what happens to the, your legacy, the legacy ninjas over here. Guys that want to have kids, you want to have custody of your kids, what's eventually going to happen to you? And we'll look at the statistics. I know people are like, throw the statistics out of the building. Throw it out of the room. You're always talking about statistics. All right, we're going to bring statistics in here, statistics, as we call it, and see what the likelihood of you going through these custody battles and then what will happen to your kids during the custody battle. We really have to look at these things honestly, okay? We're not going to lead with fear, and then we're going to provide you with options, right? It's not a fear-based argument. It is a very, very important argument. You do not realize how important it is when you consider having kids here in the United States, and depending on what state you are, you don't realize the importance of this decision. This is the most important decision that you're ever going to make as a man. It is an, And it is important. It's an imperative for us as men to discuss these things with you 
just like on the women's side, they prepared their women. Okay, don't do this. Don't let them get away with that. Do this, do that. And they basically let them navigate how, how, how they're going to be treated, right? How they're going to deal with their children. Don't let the guy take the kids, children away. Um, other strategies, such as when you're going through a custody battle, they're going to say, accuse them of this, accuse them of that just to get an edge in the custody. So I really cringe at the amount of men that say, well, you're telling these things and the statistics are horrible. They're, they're reprehensible, but there's guys that are saying, don't look at the statistics, <laughs> throw the statistics away. I mean, those guys are absolutely serpents and dangerous out here. <laughs> absolutely dangerous. So um, anyway, we're going to use that uh, those statistics to talk about uh, what's going to happen to your legacy for the guys that say, I want to have a legacy. That conversation has kind of disappeared since I've been going in on legacy ninjas. Remember, I started because there's a but coach, what about my legacy? You sitting at home right now, you can't even put gas in your car. You talking about a legacy. Okay, You talking about a legacy. You can't even get one woman to commit to you long term. You talking about a legacy. You looking so far into the future. You don't even have your father's last name because your father and mother got together in the backseat of someone's Jeep. And then guess what? Somebody got knocked. And then all of a sudden you got your mammy's last name, not even your daddy's. What legacy? <laughs> wait, wait, What legacy are you passing on? Your mama's last name? You mean your mama's? Great grandfather's last name. What? This is absolutely reprehensible. I got my legacy. <laughs> All right. He say he says, my God, he's going after me this morning. Yeah, man. We're gonna talk about you, legacy ninjas, man. Man, it's just important for you to understand what you're really de dealing with. All right. Uh, let's talk about this. These are the stories today. We're gonna talk about a Brooklyn mom. Speaking of legacy, Brooklyn mom deletes, deletes. <laughs> A Brooklyn mom deletes three children after a long, lengthy custody battle. I mean, she had the trifecta of straggle. She had a custody battle. She was getting evicted, and she had mental health issues. This woman had the trifecta of what we tell you when the barbarian comes to the gate. Remember this. We said economically. Mental health, all right? And then she also had a custody battle, family court. Now, one of the articles, the first article I read about this did not mention the custody battle. They didn't mention the custody issue. They they completely took it out. And then I had to go to another article, and then there it is. It jumped right out. Oh, because she was going through a custody issue. Yeah, I mean, I knew it when I heard it. I knew it when I heard the story. I was like, there has to be, there has to be something going on here. Where's Jermaine? Jermaine has to be in here. I was like, there got to be a Jermaine in here. There's no way they're just going to avoid not blaming Jermaine. So then I went to another article and Jermaine was there. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Shout out to Brooklawn. All right. Where brother's lives is taken. All right. Unfortunately, we got to clear up the community. What's our next story? Uh, we're looking at looking at the uh, Illinois purge law. Apparently, there, were, there was definitely a purge law in Los Angeles. And uh, then that's going to lead us into the PNB rock story and the girlfriend. Uh, what we're going to talk about here, people think I'm going to go uh, dump all over PNB rock. No, this is a great indicator of uh, sometimes for the people that are in relationships. You think relationships are all fun and games? Women want men of high status, good money, 
And uh, unfortunately, young men, young black men that are in the music industry and particularly uh, the, the sports industry are vulnerable to not controlling their women. Right. You don't they don't they don't have control over them because a woman's excited and she has access to resources and she wants to be seen. She wants to be take advantage of it. And sometimes she's the leader. Because these are young men, I don't care how much money you got as a young man, you're going to be led by the woman's going to be leading you. You just don't have the tools yet in the experience. So sometimes you can't say no. But you got we're going to look at it and go, what could he have done differently in a leadership position? And this is going to help maybe young men watching me. Um, this is why sometimes as a young man, being a Chad or Tyrone or a high status male doesn't help you. Right. We, we talk about this. Uh, you guys always want to say, I want to be the Tyrone, the Chad. Right. But sometimes and I've been proving this and this is why I'm trying to change the narrative. Of, we should not hate Tyrone. Tyrone and Chad have been selected and um, they don't have the tools yet. They don't have the tools. They don't have the experience. Many times they are just there. They don't realize that they're Chad or Tyrone. They're just there experiencing life with women. And they're experiencing a lot of success. But sometimes they might find that one woman that leads them astray, that that leadership isn't there. The tools obviously weren't there with him. And I'm not blaming her all 100%. But you're going to see a lot of people, there are people blaming her for the situation in which he did not put down and lay down clear rules. Clear rules of what's going on here. So uh, we're going to talk about that and then we'll go on, on the hardcore truth about your legacy. What you're really passing on, what you're going to get back, and what your intents are. All right. Or do me a favor in the building. Uh, do me a favor. CGA Live is how you contribute to today's show on the Cash app. Also on Venmo. You can be on Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV on Venmo. And also on PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And then also on Super Chat on the Notorious CGA channel, 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 the Notorious CGA channel. Now, some people would prefer to be over on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. That's completely fine with me. There's a lot going on here. But Super Chat is definitely enabled over over there. So we're simulcasting. And if you would like the Super Chat, because some people like to keep their anonymity, go over on that channel. Uh, and then what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do is put in now, I'm going to put in now the PayPal link at the top. And then the link for the Notorious CGA channel will come down, just so you guys know. All right, so let me see here. I got to type it in because guess who Guess who forgot again? <laughs> All right, CGA himself. All right, this is the one thing that I always forget other than name. Other than names. Here we go right here. There we go right there. I'm going to put that there. We'll take the super chat, replace the pin message, and all of that stuff. Let's get into the early contributors. We got super chats. Watch this, ladies and gentlemen. It's been four, five months. It's been 50, 11 months. All right, since we had the super chats enabled. Oh, I can't even pull them up over here. All right, it's all good. It's all good. We got super chats. The first one is by Coach Greg Adams. Super chat is enabled on this live stream. Feel free to contribute or let your voice be heard on this channel, the Notorious CGA channel, and playbacks will immediately be disabled and deleted on this channel after the stream is over. So if you're watching it on the Notorious CGA channel and it all of a sudden disappears, it's gone. Uh, Jeff, the producer, super chat time. Jeff, the producer, super chat time. Appreciate you, man. Jeff, the producer. Yes, indeed. All right. Furman Philippe says, appreciate everything you do, coach. Free agent for life in the building. Yes, indeed. We also have a super chat over here. Boy, it's been a long time since I've seen that on my screen. All right. 
uh mikey pressure says good job yesterday brown power yes dude i'm telling you man i i am the voice of the voiceless i say the things i say the things that uh people really want to say but they can't say it you know what i mean they're like oh man all right somebody said i can't super chat you got to be on the notorious cga channel okay can't be on the free agent lifestyle channel all right everybody got it that's how it works all right also over there, Jay Flizzo, Jay Flo says, Coach Gang coming extra hard. Pause on a Taco Tuesday. Pause. <laughs> All right, man. How many pauses you going to put on there? Jay Flo, shout out to you. All right, over there. Elijah Bryant in the building. Thank you, man. He says, roar. <laughs> it's been a long time since I roared in this building. Where are we at here? Uh, Sizzo, where, what are you doing over there, man? I can't do too much. I'm trying to do too much over here. Let me see. Oh, let me see if I can try to do that. Mm, yeah. Okay. All right. Who else is in here? El Chino on the super chat. And we back in here. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And that's you. Yes, we are. We back in the building. All right. I had to, I had to finesse the system a little bit. We'll see how long it lasts. You know what happens here. New, 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 new world order. It, it, don't count on it lasting long. All right. Cheap drum hacks is in the building. Please do a show on the purge coming to my state in Illinois. We're going to do that today. And how men need to get their house and security in order and possibly GTFO. We're going to talk about that. My man, I think, I think honestly, it is, I think people act slow. They react too slow. This has been, there's been signs that they were going this direction for a long time. I know people are like, conspiracy theorists. And now here we are, guys, there are going to be other states that mimic this. You guys really need to get your house in order for a show. ACDC, he says, we're back. Yes, we are. Warhammer says, saving men from three or fours one day at a time. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, boy, look at all these super chats. This is crazy. All right, Falcon Blizzak in the building in. Yo, Falcon Black, shout out to you. You've been going in on, I've been seeing a couple of your videos lately, you lately related to the, the carnival thing in Britain. And then that was followed up by the Queen's death in Britain. And I was interested, your takes have been interesting because I'm not over in the United Kingdom. So Falcon Black's over in the United Kingdom and he's been a content creator well before I even started. All right, and been around for a long time. And um, I've been interested to see what your takes are on these two events. These were two big events. And uh, I'm interested. I'm, I'm glad to hear your take. I really didn't have any uh, dog in the fight, but I'm glad you were actually able to share those things. Wow. Look at the super chats rolling in. DJ B fit. Glad to be back, coach. Can't wait for the blue chip mindset series. He says, question, will you ever do a two a day for the blue chip mindset uh, series for the AM and the PM show? I actually considered that. I appreciate you asking me for that. I actually considered that. I was thinking, I was like, should I actually do Blue Chip Mindset all day? And then what I started doing was on the Coach Greg Adams channel, the videos that I replay have been the Blue Chip Mindset series. So maybe it'll be an all-day Blue Chip. We'll see. We should be able to get there and grow. All right. Shout out to Wisdom Vision Productions. Appreciate all of you guys, man, with the Super Chats over on this channel over here. All right. Okay. Oh, boy. We got more. I forgot how it worked. <laughs> Jesus. I forgot how it worked. We got more Super Chats. All right, where are we at here? Did I get these brothers? All right, wow. All right, Stony Montan. Uh, Stony Mont, he says, found out an old friend 
was Intento's Up Gang member. Shout out to shout out to her. Yes, indeed. The Tento's Up Gang members in the building. Yes. All right. That's supposed to be a girl. All right. Is it a girl? Shout out to her. All right. Send her my way. All right. He says, we getting flooded. Coach like Noah. Man, shout out to Henry Resilient. He says, your streams and content helping me through this divorce. Salute. All right. Yes, that's what we do here. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Get through that divorce unscathed and you'll be good. Boy, y'all flooding the brother, man. Lord have mercy. KT King, please give me a ranch over here on the Notorious CGA channel. All right. This is why, hey, man, the haters are mad as hell right now. <laughs> the haters are mad. They're like, what? Coach beat it? Sometimes you got to be patient, gentlemen. This was very much a plan, but the haters going to the haters going to throw a monkey wrench in it. You know them. They watching, they like this. They looking like Snoop Dogg right now. You know the haters like, what? Oh, man, I thought he was dead. I thought he was dead and gone. <laughs> All right. Indeed. Where, what are we doing here? God dang, can I get to the show? <laughs> can I get to the show? Lower have mercy. All right, KT King. Dwayne Rhodes says, I'm not pro-black. I'm amateur brown. But uh, pro-black amateur brown. All right, wait a minute. Snoop Dogg's supposed to be off. I got too many damn windows open. All right, wait a minute. All right, so Dwayne Rhodes is not pro-black. He's just amateur brown. That's all he are. We're just trying to live the day. We're just trying to live. The Undisputed Man says, hey, yeah, Super Chats are back. Coach gang for life. And I know a lot of people didn't super, they didn't even send any PayPals because they they prefer Super Chats. I get it. Last one, Setsana, we back. You flatbacks. We back in here, ladies. Yes, we are. God dang. I would like to get into the show. Appreciate y'all, brothers. Uh, Tommy Bryant says, him finesse the system. Him not black. Not at, not, at, not at all. Not at all. And then also, J.J. Frost, the greatest morning show in America, CGA for life. New, 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 new world order. All right, I think I got it all. Nope, I didn't. Holy mackerel. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to hold it right there. We're going to hold it right there. We're going to get into the show. All right, because uh, thank you. I appreciate all the contributions early on and uh, before they take me down. <laughs> all right, before they take me down, shout out to everybody on PayPal. We're going to get to you, brothers, man. The, and people on Cash App is like, bruh, are you serious? I'm going to need an extra 10 minutes just to get through everybody. DG Seymour over on the Cash App, woke plus crime wave equals the barbarian. Woke plus crime wave equals the barbarian. So people often wanted to know, who are the barbarians at the gate? Well, when laws change and people get into a financial situation, that indeed is the barbarian. All right. That is a barbarian. It doesn't have to be a person. It doesn't have to be a man wearing a blue turban. That is the barbarian. And then once that happens, the quote is there's no negotiating with the barbarian, meaning you can't negotiate law once they pass law. So the Illinois purge law, once they pass the law, you can't negotiate with the law. The law is the law. That is a barbarian. Shout out to Robert P. Elliott. Hey, CGA, I heard you say that you grew up with a stepmom. How was your relationship with her? Disastrous. Absolutely disastrous. She taught me a lot, and I don't want to talk negative about the, the woman, but she taught me a lot about female nature, and what young men have to understand is this. Most of your lessons, I've said this before, most of your lessons about women will be given to you at a very early age. 
all right, be it your mom, your female relatives, your your male relatives, your mother and dad. Uh, many of you guys live in the Hempec homes, right? So with that being said, a lot of your lessons will be given. Your sisters, your sisters, right? They're kind of manipulative. They tattletale on you, some of these things. And I'm not talking negative. You should. Th these aren't negative experiences. These are learned experiences. So these lessons, you should be able to apply to the woman you fall head over heels for. You're going to fall head over heels for a woman. And then all of a sudden, guess what? You're going to be like, oh, she's not like this, though. She's not like that. Well, my stepmother and myself never got along from an early age, from an early age. And most of it stemmed from the fact that, you know, my she was the other woman. <laughs> so she was the other woman. She got my dad. My mom was upset. My mom never said anything positive about her. So that put a stain on our relationship. And they started another family, right? So they got married. They got married. And uh, or my dad married the stepmother. And essentially what happened was she wanted her own kids. She didn't want to have me as a step parent or she didn't want to be a step parent. So she essentially was trying to have her own son. And she wanted that son to be the son of their family, which is completely fine. I don't. I don't think that's negative at all. Unfortunately, you're dealing with a real life child. So I was the step, you know, I was, she was the step dummy essentially. And she wanted no parts of me. She wanted her own family and proceeded to give birth to five kids. And of those first, of those five kids, it was the five, one, two, three, four, of those five kids, the first three were girls. Now, of those five kids, the first three were girls. If that, is that's, yeah, one, two, three, yeah. And so, you know, when you have kids, you, you're talking about three three kids, three girls, you're, you're trying to have a son and you're not having the son. I remain the king. I remain the king. I remain the male child. And that, I think that bugged the hell out of her based on some other people having conversations with me as an adult. They were like, oh, she was hell bent on having a son. She was hell bent on having a son to replace you. So she wanted my dad to say, oh, okay, you're out. You're out older son. You're out king. We have a new prince. And essentially what happened was by the time they rolled around that, that, that the, the next child, the fourth child would be a boy. By the time it rolled around that, that, that the boy was finally there, the boy king was there. It, it had been, I think, how old was I? Probably 10 or 11. I probably was 10 or 11 by the time the boy king came, the new boy king. And so then she had another child and then it was a girl. So she had girl, 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 boy, girl. So, but she was hell bent on having a boy. So anyway, it's crazy. It's great. But see, these are the toxic things that you go through. These are the things as a legacy ninja you need to know and be aware of because these things happen. These things happen. And we actually just pass it off as, oh, this is normal. <laughs> right? I was the boy king in the building. I was the young king. But. I was in her way for a long time and I was treated as such. I was treated as the redhead stepchild when I was at their place. Although, hey, listen, there's some positives that I can say about her too, but that's basically was our relationship. I was just the redheaded stepchild, right? We never saw eye to eye. We were always, we were always at each other's neck. <laughs> it is what it is. So anyway. Ever had that conversation with him? Yeah, that, that could be an entire show. I appreciate you asking me that. That could be an entire show in itself. But she taught me a lot about female nature because she was a she's still alive. She's a religious woman. She was part of the uh, part of the church. I saw the dynamics between the women in the church. Uh, 
she lived in an inner city where I saw a lot of straggle struggles there. And man, it's a complete mess. But um, yeah, she came from a large family that grew up, you know, poor, impoverished. So there was a whole bunch of man, dude. I learned so much just from her, just what uh, about women, just from her. Her alone, she red pill me. <laughs> oh, she red pill me alone, just just by her. I got stories on top of stories. I've shared stories that were she was the example. But anyway, <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, shout out to Jay. He says most R and B songs are sung about lust and not love. Especially, man, please, definitely going from the going into the mid nineties and above. Yes, it's mostly about love. And I'm uh, sorry, mostly about lust. We need to do a show on R&B music. And uh, there's a guy called Dr. Thunder who talks about R&B music. I talked about R&B music, but he'll pick out a song. I actually talked about R&B music and country music a long time ago. But maybe we need to bring that back. Let me get into the show. I appreciate all the contributions, man. Thank you for being here. And thank you for uh, super chatting on the main channel. YouTube don't take their money. I got money. <laughs> all right. Um, anyway, let's get into the show with no further delay. I got to make sure I don't lose Super Chat. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. How can I do? Because I'm going back and forth between screens and I don't want to, I don't want to miss brothers out because y'all, y'all dropping the bag on the brother. See, I knew, I knew people were donating. I was like, people aren't donating because they don't have the Super Chat, but it's all good. Uh, what are we doing here? Let's get to the first topic and we're going to get to the Brooklyn mother deleting her children, all right, and why she did this. And we're going to talk about all the tropes that she used to actually, ex people are going to excuse this behavior. It, the behavior is reprehensible. But of course, there's there you are in Brooklyn, Coney Island, over here. All right, what is this over here? <laughs> did I tell you to take them to Coney Island over there? Everything you do with an accent over here works, over here. And then shout out to Stereo Shaheen. New York City. Mom suspected of drowning her three kids in Coney Island was facing eviction, battling custody, and she had mental health issues. She had the trifecta of uh, blame Jermaine. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. She had the trifecta of the barbarian. She had the trifecta of what modern culture produces in relationships. Somebody knocked up a mentally ill woman. Three times. It says right here, the Brooklyn mom suspected of drowning her three young children Monday was facing eviction from her apartment. Whereas all the 304s are winning. They're not. I've been telling you, evictions are going to happen and it's going to be the norm. Just because you don't see people out on the street doesn't mean an eviction is not imminent. Eviction takes time, especially when the courts are all backed up and everybody, the courts are just opening up. Many of these places are, evictions take time. There's women right now that are facing eviction right now. It's uh, nine, uh, September 13th. They're right now scrambling, trying to sell a bit. And she was battling custody issues and grappling with mental health woes before she allegedly deleted her children. Man, geez, this is sad. All right, Aaron Murdy. Murdy is her last name. Age 30, only 30 years old, man. She got three kids getting eviction. This is a lot to handle for a 30-year-old. Where's her husband? I'm thinking the husband is not going to be mentioned here. Aaron Murdy, 30, of Coney Island, owed more than $10,000 in back rent for her Neptune apartment, Neptune Avenue apartment 
where she lived with her children and had been threatening has been threatened with getting booted out since January after the state's C-19 eviction moratorium expired. So that was 10 months. She lived rent-free for 10 months. Remember, these 304s are winning where all the women living on the streets. Evictions take time. She hasn't paid rent since January. It's September. This is what we have to understand. You know how many people are under this right now? Wow. The mom who allegedly told Ken, who wrote this article, the mom who allegedly told Ken she drowned her kids, three-month-old Oliver, four-year-old Liliana, and seven-year-old Zachary at a nearby beach early Monday had stopped paying her $1,500 or a month rent in July of 2021. This hasn't been 10 months. It's been damn near. It's been over a year. She has not paid rent. Over a year. I said 10 months. It's been well, it's been 14 months. These 304s went. They're not, dude. This woman lived rent-free for over a year and was served an eviction notice days before the moratorium expired in January. Relatives reached by the post. Relatives reached by the Post on Monday said Murdy appeared unstable in recent years and had trouble maintaining consistent relationships. Mm. Here we are, guys. Oh, I'm making it up. But somebody knocked her up. That means she has multiple baby daddies. There was a time when Aaron and I were, uh, were in contact all the time, but in 2015, 2016, she disappeared off the earth. I didn't know how to get in touch with her, Murdy's uncle told uh, the Post. Now, uh, oh, there she is right there. Now I'm faulting uh, myself for that. She obviously needed help, and you can't help but to think maybe I could have. There's the young lady right there, the accused mother. There she is right there. I'm at a loss for words. I'm not. It's not every day you lose three family members in one day, however. He says nobody wants to go to the funeral and see those bodies. No, I wouldn't want to attend that funeral. Anybody under 18, I don't want to see. They shouldn't even have a funeral for that. I, I don't want to see that. Another uncle, Jean Stephen, age 64, said Murdy didn't appear to have her life together. So let's just get this straight. If, if, a, if a young lady, if a woman, a mother, is not paying her rent, she claiming she has mental health issues, and she can't keep consistent relationships, her life is not together. Mm. By definition, her life is literally not together. Okay, so we need to contact, we need to actually come to an agreement that these people are, un, are unstable and they're unable to maintain positive relationships. It is what it is. I don't think she can handle a relationship or anything like that. Of course not. She didn't seem like she was the that kind of person. She didn't seem like she was stable. I bet you somebody was still hitting it, though. She's got a three-month-old or a four-month-old. Anybody can go out and just fool around, but a person that's stable can settle down with one person. Mm. I don't know about that. She didn't have her life together enough to do that. Around 1 a.m. on Monday, oh, man, what is this picture? I got. I can't show that. Around 1 a.m. Monday, concerned relatives called the police to report Murdy might be drunk and might have done something to harm the children. Hours later, the mother was found by police walking barefoot through the sand on the Coney Island beach, wearing a bathrobe and appearing dazed. 
man, I can't show these pictures, man. This is just this, this is despicable. Nope, we're not going to show these pictures. All right. Law enforcement sources said that before cops found her, she told relatives that she had drowned all three kids. The children were later found unresponsive along the shoreline, just three blocks from their home on ne Neptune Avenue and pronounced deleted at the Coney Island Hospital soon after. Murdy's aunt, she sure does have a lot of family. Her name is, I don't even know what that means, Dine? Uh, said she knew her niece was struggling. But she let people date. Nobody, see, guys, you will be with this struggle niece and they'll bring men around in the, they won't tell these men that this woman's mind is bad. But wasn't aware just how badly. I knew she was struggling in the sense she was trying to find her way through life. In this family, we do have a history of mental illness to varying degrees. A few of us have been battling bipolar disorder. It says to um, it says right here, but I didn't know her mental struggles. Apparently you did because you're all battling it. It's, you're admitting it. I just knew she was trying to find a way for her children, a way to get on her feet. It was the mental issues that took over. It says right here, another uncle, Eddie. All the uncles are showing up in the aunts. She said he was speechless when he heard from relatives that Aaron had deleted her three children. She did a lot of crazy stuff but nothing that would lead us to believe harming her children or herself. She used to, wait, she used to like to party here and there. She used to like to party here and there. This is a direct quote. And do a little drinking, but I didn't see any drug abuse or see uh, that she was really irresponsible. It's just tragic. I don't know. She never gave us the signs that she would hurt her children. She loved her children. They got a lot to say about this article. Murdy's uncle, Levy, said his niece was in the midst of a custody battle with the seven-year-old Zachary's father before Monday's horror. Now we're going to get into it. Oh, here it is. So not only is there mental issues, uh, there's going to be a custody battle for the seven-year-old, which, by definition, the father should have custody. I don't even know who the father is because this woman's obviously struggling, struggling financially. She shouldn't have custody of the kid when she can't even have a house over her head roof over her head and also she has mental issues which all of the family disclosed i guarantee you they were given zachary's father pure hell with this custody battle and there were clear signs that she should not have any custody and it's all jermaine's fault it's always jermaine's fault he had issues with the way she was raising the child from what i understand you think you think now, looking back, you probably probably should have put the kid with the father in this situation. He had issues with the way she was raising the child. Really? Says right here, she kind of went off the grid after that, changed her numbers. She wasn't on social media, at least not to the point that I could find her. Pull up OnlyFans, unfortunately. Let me get try to get through this. Law enforcement sources noted Murdy had failed to bring her son to a custody exchange in July ahead of a six-week visit planned with the kid's father. Mm. Yeah. So the father was supposed to have custody for six weeks during the summer, it looks like. Yeah, looks like a summer custody exchange, and she didn't do it. I'm pretty sure the father alerted the courts. I'm pretty sure the father alerted the police to no avail. To no avail, nobody cares. Oh, Jermaine, Jermaine, just, hey, look, 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 just don't fight it. Just let her stay over there. It's no big deal. 
And again, that's blood on the state's hands. Once again, in May, Marty pulled Zachary off his youth, youth football team without explanation, according to his coach. The signs are there that people are mentally unstable, but people aren't calling out. She never gave a flat out answer of why she stopped, why he stopped playing. Uh, this is the football coach now talking. She seemed as if she was juggling a lot. How many people have coached youth sports, youth sports and have been through these situations? And you looked and you're like, man, this is weird. During the 2021 football season, coaches in the youth mentor sports program regularly picked Zachary up for practice, fed him dinner after games, and dropped him off home. Oh, boy. This is so many people right now. This is so many people. What a sad story. Man, it says right here, they tried to convince Murdy to bring Zachary. He must have been good. Zachary must have been the star of the team. Who McFarland said, love football, back to the team to no avail. So again, sabotaging the young kid. The young kid, this is his outlet. This is his ability to get from under you because you're struggling. Let the kid have an outlet. How many of you dealt with mothers have pulled your kid from tutoring, football, piano lessons, all right, private schools, all for her codependency. This is your B.O. legacy talk right here. We felt it would be a positive thing for him to get him out of the house and involved, the head coach said. We practice four times a week for three hours a day. That would have been a good relief for the household. The child's exact cause of death has yet to be determined. Well, we can figure out what's going on there. Uh, let's see here. They're talking about the coach broke the news. Says no charges have been filed against Murdy, who was transported to the NYU Lagoni, Lagoon, Lagon, Langon Hospital late Monday morning for psychiatric evaluation. No, she should be arrested on the spot. How does she come back from this? What? How does she come back from this? There is no coming back. I mean, you're in the clink forever. Even if you get your mind back, how do you get over the fact that you deleted your children? This is from Levy. This is from the uncle here. That's a shadow that's going to be over her for the rest of her life. That's why I'm, that's what I'm worried about. I mean, okay, if this was a father that did this, nobody would be worried about that. I don't think there's a support group for people who commit such a heinous crime. Are there people who are functional that have done this? All right, so they're going the mental health route. They're saying she's disturbed. And potentially she may get off because we're very sensitive to these issues. And it's something that they could thought. Obviously, she was incapable of having a stable situation. She was un incapable of holding a relationship, right? She was probably defiant. She did not want to submit to a man. This is what happens. And she found herself in financial despair. She found herself unable to raise kids. She found herself fighting a father in custody. And then she was mentally unstable with a family that has a long history of it with particular people in their family. What? Man, sad issue to have to report. I don't like to report too much on deletion. I try to not uh, uh, promote that. Like people send me articles. This person deleted this person. This person deleted. We talk about death by simp. We're all gonna, obviously going to talk about PNB, but I don't like to do all a, a whole bunch of shows like on deletion. Like I try to not focus too much on that one, but I do wanted to, I did want to talk about that. All right. So let me check on the contributors to today's show. Let's go over on Venmo. 
All right, Albert Ingram says, uh, black people delete each other. I'm not trying to hear about systematic racism and white oppression. I mean, this is just, yeah, I mean, we go quiet on these issues. We really don't do it. We, you know, we sing another sad long song and we go about our ways. Unfortunately, unfortunately in the community, it seems to be that we allow, we allow the, the best of our best to either leave the community or get deleted. I mean, think about some of these people who could have made a great financial impact and they don't feel safe amongst their own people, right? Um, uh, what was his name? Nipsey Hussle. You could go back to Tupac and Biggie because that was my error era. But there was um XXX Tentacion um that got deleted by some other brothers because he was about to buy a motorcycle. I have no idea what what, what that was about. All right, there's too many of these situations that are occurring. And it seems to be occurring on a regular basis. So that needs to be rehabbed before we can even talk about moving forward as a people. It has to be. Mr. Gourmet says, Mr. Gourmet here. My 10-year-old grandson was listening to yesterday's stream with me. Said you sound like Andrew Tate. All right. Uh, the young brothers know about that. Glad to know. Even um, glad to know, even at that age, masculine, masculine frame is recognized. There is hope for masculinity, coach. Continue to lead by example. CGA, the best part of my day. All right. Them brothers would know about Andrew Tate. All right. They like, hey, Andrew Tate's still here. YouTube's like, where? <laughs> YouTube's like this. New, 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 new world order. My friends overcharged me catching up on the stream. And um, in the master time and dominate life, your example of not going to the club after you, your associated, sorry. After your associate offered. All right. Uh, it's a little bit of a mistake on his part. All right. But anyway, because you felt it was too dangerous, too many unknowns. Is that not the same thing PNB Rock fell victim to spontaneity? We're going to talk about that. That point right there. I'm glad you brought that up. Because in the position of the female in this situation, I'm just going to make assumptions. She dragged him to this place. She was the one probably offered it. Or she probably was like, why don't we go to? And I think when you're in the situation of leadership, you have to think about there's too many unknowns. I can't just go into the situation blind. I have to know where, I have to know when, who's going to be there, what type of people that you invited, right? Because you invited me, but what type of people did you invite? Did you invite some haters? I don't know. And I need to, yeah, there's too many variables and people think that I'm overly paranoid. But this is my life. I'm letting y'all know. This is my life. I'll be paranoid if you will. But, oh, you're going to miss out on the fun. I'll miss it. I don't have a fear of missing out anymore. I mean, I did probably in my mid-20s. I don't have a fear of missing out. There's nothing. Most times that I go out, I'm actually disappointed. <laughs> I'm actually very disappointed. And I'm like, I'm not having fun. I've stayed up too late. The drinks are too expensive. These holes ain't ish. Right. I'm looking like, like, why am I even here? It's too much. Somebody said, check out the academics interview. She done that before. I'm going to talk about that. OK, but there's too many variables. I don't like variables. I want the I want definition. I want it. I want it to be defined. Why are we there? Who are we there with? Is there something that I'm going to gain from it or are they gaining something for me? Do they have protection? Is security there? What type of security are they lax? Like what's going on? All right, Larry Leisure says, checking in from Brooklawn. Here's the coffee fund. The community is done, CGA. If MLK couldn't do it, it can't be done, right? They vandalized uh, B.I.G.'s mural, 
15-year-old deleted where he was shot first day back to school on a half day. McDonald's workers shot over serving fries. Well, you guys know New York City, Gotham City is breaking down. And um, I knew, I mean, the, the writing's been on the wall. You guys got to make a decision about what you want to do with your lives, man. I mean, some of these cities are breaking down. We're going to get over that when we go over the purge situation. No government name says modern women would rather struggle and be a detriment to themselves other than take direction from a man. Their offspring deletion, the offspring deletion stories will probably become more common. Sadly, that's what that's what I want to warn you about, because there are some women blowing up my phone right now. <laughs> they blowing up my phone and I'm like, why are these people blowing up my phone? They're broke. Bottom freaking line. They're broke. And it's like, oh man, this is, this is very sad. I got to catch up on all the brothers that are on PayPal. Bear with me. All right. I'm going to do like five and then I'll come back to super chats. All right. Shout out to no government name, please. It says a few streams ago, you mentioned a standard scale of beauty. This is what my friends and I use. All women start at five, and you add and subtract points based on her assets, which would be a pretty face would be a one. Beautiful place face will be a plus two. Nice rat. And he says, nice butt. We'll hear nice overall physique. Best possible score would be a 10. And then you start deleting for overweightness, lack of face, and other flaws, et cetera. He says, cockeye, bad teeth, missing teeth. Yeah, I think our scale is kind of messed up. And I think for some reason, man, a lot of people, we showed you that picture of that one rapper in Memphis and whoever rated these girls. It's like, come on, man. We need to we need to get because people are sensitive about standard of beauty. Because if we do have a scale, it's going to be centered towards the dominant culture, which would be European culture. And that's when people say, well, I don't like that type. So those people are zero in their mind. And I'm like, you're overlooking. Obviously, that person's beautiful, right? I don't care whose standard you're going by. But I know she's not your type, arousal-wise, lust-wise, but you can't say they're just whack. And then on the other end, you're having people overly voluptuous, almost to the point of overweightness. And some of these women have butt injections, and then you guys are all fawning over them. And then the other people with the standards over here are going, how could you like something like that? So it's actually thrown off. It's actually thrown off. I get it. There should be some sort of uh, variables, variation, but I think we're going way off. I saw somebody post a picture, a video, and this woman was not attractive at all. And everybody in the comment section was going crazy. I was like, I was like, I was like what am I missing? But to each their own. Andres Nunez says, tell uh, them, tell them men about the women who have a G-A-Y or bi female friend. Wow. What about those weekend trips to Vegas? Ooh. Maybe Delta Fox can tell us about this. And uh, guys, I've coached women that have been on the fringe. Some have been turned out. Some of them, them have experimented. But yes, women do kind of experiment with each other. And a lot of times they will have close relationships. Um, especially like, say, for instance, you have a girlfriend or a wife that's that was a sport, an athlete, an athlete. And many times women will have to deal with um, other women that have those alternative lifestyles. If they were an athlete, a female that's been an athlete, they've been dealing with women that have an alternative lifestyle for a long time, meaning they've been propositioned, they've been pressed, they've been tried to attempt it to turn out, they've experimented, they got turned out, they did it and didn't like it. So with that being said, some women, they they will have friendships and you think they just buddies. 
many men will never cross over and think maybe they're intimate. Women don't have a problem being intimate and experimenting because it's quite different than men being intimate. They're kind of in the same group, but it's quite different. When men are intimate, it's a you cross over a big line. The line you cross over is humongous. When women are intimate, not so much, right? It could be emotional. It could be touchy-feely. There's no, there's no, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be, there's no crossing that line, right? There's no violation. There, there's no penetration. When a man crosses that line, it's obvious, like, what? there's only one thing that could have made that cross that line. And then, so, so with that being said, let's bring it back to women. When women do it, they can experiment it and really never get that threshold broken. And such, they could have a they could have an emotional relationship with another woman, and they could just be cuddling. Oh, I'm gonna go hang out with my friend's house. She's a runner. We jog together, and then they could jog together. They could go cuddle up for a minute, touch each other, spoon, scissor, and then go back. And they'll be like, "Nothing. What happened? <laughs> Where's Delta Fox in the building when we need her? Delta Fox, tell us about this, man." Tell us about what's going on, Delta. All right, we get. let me get three more. KT, the king, good morning, coach. Far too many people, men in particularly, misinterpret what legacy means. A legacy is the work and reputation a person is known for in life, and it is not having kids. Kids are a responsibility, not an accomplishment. Oh, boy, you think I'm ruining legacy, brothers. Kids are not a legacy. I don't think they're a legacy. I know what they mean, but but I think the definition that they're using is not from experience. Avery says, congratulations. Uh, wow, that's way too long. But but I can't stream unlisted. I got your email earlier. Um, and I do delete. He says, I remember, yes, I'm deleting these right here. That's a lot. But he's giving me some YouTube advice. Uh, but I can't put it unlisted and have super chats. And blah, blah, blah. All right. So anyway, <laughs> what did you say here? So he started keeping the channel monetized. So he gives me advice about YouTube. He does the timestamps. So essentially, there's a long paragraph. But what he's saying is delete the streams off of the Notorious CGA channel after I post them. Absolutely. All right. Um. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, let me get back to the show. Let me get back to the show. I think there was one more I needed to get to. Dejan Dixon. Yes. Uh, shout out to you. And he says, uh, shout out to all the gorditas on a, that's a, that's a word I'm going to have to change on Taco Tuesday, hot sauce on my burrito, baby. Appreciate y'all. And shout out to them gorditas that be after the game with that, whatever that is. I don't know. Maybe this is just California where you come out to the game and they be cooking them sausages. It smells so good. I'd be like, mm. anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> all right. They be out there with that thing. Outside of the Chargers in Anaheim Stadium, they be coming out there chopping up. They be sizzling all of that meat. I'm like, where they get that meat from? <laughs> do they do that in Central Florida? It smells so good. But I don't never order none. I never order none. Is it chorizo? I don't know what they're cooking, but it's like a portable little table with the with the heat with the little heat plate hot plate, and they be sizzling up all this food. It smells good, but I'd be looking at them. I'd be like, I don't want, I don't want none of that shit. Mm. All right. Anyway, Jay North. Oh, sorry. Jay Cool in the building. Jay Cool says, We are back. Go Bills Mafia. 
I know Bills are the A. Hey, after week one, they're the Super Bowl champions. After week one, they're the Super Bowl champions. Sizzo says, I got money. Over on the Super Chat. Yes, indeed. Our boy Quentin Jordan says, my favorite content creator, free agent for life. All right. Who else is in here? Monkey D says, RIP to PNB. Rock. Last one, J. Osiris A. Yo, shout out to the nasty boys in the coach game. I got money. All right, let's get back to the show. People are like, come on, man. Hey, man, they flooding the brother. All right, appreciate y'all. All right, let's get to the second one. The purge law in Illinois. Has anybody been paying attention to this? Apparently, in Illinois, they are about to let criminals run free. Not only that, if you are a criminal yourself, you about to go free reign to do some very nefarious crimes. Now, this also has been happening in Los Angeles, New York, and many of these what they would call democratic states, democratically run states. Now, the law enforcement, the people who enforce the law, they're not in favor of this because it creates more work for them. And not only that, it's putting more criminals on the street is going to complicate things. So don't think law enforcement is happy about this. These are the law passers. These are the people who make the law. Illinois passes what they say is the purge law that will allow 400 criminals to be released in 2023. Illinois is making history, the barbarian. New, 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 new world order. Uh, and headlines for becoming the first state and not the last in the United States to pass a new controversial law whose consequences have been compared to the dystopian film, action horror film, The Purge, a movie in which all violent crime is legal. For 24 hours. Come January 1st, 2023, the Safe T Act will be active in the state. Its catchy name stands for Safety, Accountability, Fairness, and Equity today and will allow its residents to commit crimes freely, or so people think. Okay. Now, in California, I don't know if you know, you've seen the videos of people going in to shoplift, in which in some states or some some municipalities, you can shoplift up to $1,000. So if it's under $1,000, you'll basically get a citation and they won't hold you and they won't have bail for you. I know people who work at retail stores and they say people come in and they have a calculation of how much they can steal, right? They'll go to a hardware store and they'll go in and they'll have a shopping cart full of tools and it's like $995. (laughs) they go $995 and that's it. And they'll go right up to that point. They'll get the citation. They'll be, they won't even be arrested. They'll get the citation. They won't even be taken to jail and they'll be off. Now they don't get to take the stuff, but many times what's happening is they'll go in there and take that stuff. And the employees aren't going to stop them. They're just going to call the police. The police typically are going to say, is he stealing over a thousand dollars worth of stuff? Like, is he stealing what barbecue grills and, No, he's stealing tools and screwdrivers and okay, we're not coming. We're not we're not coming to to that. (laughs) Let him take it. (laughs) He says start start charging a thousand dollars for a screwdriver. Yeah, see, that's what people would think, but then obviously people are gonna go in there and say, I'm not paying a thousand dollars for a screwdriver. And then once you once you scan it, you might get the discount. But um, where are we at here? Let's go ahead and continue with this article. It says here, in other words, it's aimed at reforming Illinois' cash bail system by basically getting rid of cash bail entirely. 
It also limits who can be arrested and held in jail based on the crime they are alleged to have committed. Now, I'm going to assume that this is a response to some sort of institutional racism. Okay, that's just going to be my assumption. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I think what's happening is people are saying a uh, bell is racist or a bell is sexist or whatever it is. There's institutional uh, putting of people or certain minorities into jail and they can't get out. Right. This is a response to what we were talking about earlier, the prison pipeline system. This is what I'm assuming. And they're trying to overcome that by saying we need equity in bail. Is that and that's what I'm going to look at? It says right here, the law would end cash bail for 12 non-detainable offenses. This includes second degree deletion. Second degree deletion. That's a non-detainable offense. Second degree. Oh, my God. Aggravated battery. Aggravated battery. That's a series of arson. Drug-induced deletion. Drug-induced. This would be, wow. So if you're on drugs and you delete someone, this is a non-detainable offense. Kidnapping. Non-detainable offense. Burglary. Burglary. And that, that means the person intended to go into your house. This is what we're going to start explaining now. This person made a conscious effort to go into your house and burglarize your house. Non-detainable offense. And this person, this person says here, uh, people think, all right, it says right here. What else? Intimidation. Okay, there goes, wow. Okay, so robbery, robbery. All right, so robbery and burglary are two different things here. Robbery would be probably you're sticking someone up. Burglary is you'll just run up in their house. You don't think they're there. I'm sure there's clearer definition. Intimidation. So for women, this will be where you wake up. The barbarians at the gate. So intimidation is a non-detainable offense. I can intimidate you and I can call the police. Hey, someone's intimidating me. And they'll be like, they'd be like this. Wait a minute. Who are you? Let's give you some more. Aggravated driving under the influence, a DUI, is a non-detainable offense. An aggravated, I don't even know what the difference between a non-aggravated DUI is or an aggravated. I'd be interested to find out. Aggravated fleeing and eluding. Okay, Los Angeles freeways. All right, so this is if you run from the police, all right, or you flight, right? Even if you take their taser, I'm assuming. Drug offenses and threatening a public official. Oh, wow. New, 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 new world order. So that's a police officer. That includes a police officer and many more people, child support agents. I don't know what's a public official. So you can threaten a police officer. No, non-detainable offense. Ay, ay, ay. I've done some dumb things. And I'll do dumb things again. Wow. Yep. We know what you're thinking. These are all some pretty serious crimes. As you can imagine, many uh, members of the law enforcement community have heavily criticized the move and are working as hard as they can to have the current law amended. Too late. Some state officials even claim it's getting worse. Wait, it's going to worsen crime in Illinois. You think? <laughs> I mean, Chicago already has its problems. I'm very concerned about the increase in violent crime. But again, I do want to stress that there is still time to fix it now. And the state's attorneys are working very hard as we have been for the last year and a half to fix this law. 
So this was on the table during C-19. It is very fixable. Uh, he says, where we still eliminate, where we can still eliminate cash bail, but we make sure the right people are in custody and everybody else who's not in danger gets out. No, no, no. You need to go. All right. The Safety Act would allow defendants of the crime listed above to be eligible for pre-trial release. However, this was the only this will only be made possible if prosecutors don't present clear and convincing evidence showing that the suspect poses a threat to a specific person to a specific person. So I'm assuming with domestic violation, it might be different. This will in turn have an impact on how quickly detainees get dealt with since the system or the state will have a to hold a trial within 48 hours to determine if the suspect should be released. Investigators believe that's not enough time to compile sufficient evidence from surveillance and body cam and also crime labs and forensic analysis, so forth and so on. So anyway. Okay, so here it is right here. So remember I said earlier, I said this probably stems from some sort of institutional racism prison pipeline argument, and this has now been confirmed. Let me read this paragraph. This is what happens when you go overboard with there's an imbalance in equity with the law. Then you have people go in and they overdo it. Read this paragraph. It says right here, this is, this is in part due to the cash bill system being operated by most jurisdictions across the country that the center describes as criminalizing poverty. People who are unable to afford bail remain in detention while awaiting trial for weeks and months. And of course, the effects of this unfair system are felt mostly by impoverished communities of color. There it is right there. There it is. So I knew that was the case. I knew that was the case. I was like, for some reason, I, I can see where this argument started as, hey, people of color are being disproportionately affected by the injustice system. And that's completely true. That's a true case. However, you overcorrect. You swing the pendulum way over here. Okay, well, what crimes do people of color get disproportionately affected? Well, second degree murder. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. Arson. How about when people of color blow up stuff? You mean like during the summer of 2020? Yeah, when they burn down buildings, they're disproportionately affected. How about when the drug and the crackheads kidnap people? <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You're like, that has nothing to do with people of color. Like, that's a violent crime. Well, because they're poor, they had to steal a bag of Doritos and rob the store on drugs and a second degree deleted someone. Eh. <laughs> You're like, whoa. That's, that's called overcorrecting. That's called overcorrecting. The pendulum completely swinging back. And now, as an example, the young man in Memphis that went and started popping caps at everybody. That would be an overcorrection. He was released. He had a violent crime. History of violent crime. He had been in jail for kidnapping. They let him out. And then, not that, I'm, I'm confusing both of the stories, but the other guy was completely mentally ill. And he had conserved prison time for something. They let him out and he starts deleting people. This is a case of overcorrecting. All right, there's a way to fix this type of institutional racism without going in and putting everybody in harm's way. It's only a matter of time before 
you start seeing these things. And with that being said, it is time to protect yourself. Consider leaving a community, as I've been talking about for three years. Or if you live in a major city, major metropolitans, uh, major metropolitan cities, consider moving. Yeah, it's all cool to live downtown, but some of these downtowns will be the first people affected. All right. And then you're going to figure out real fast. It's time to flight. Number three, time to start protecting yourselves and deal with some of these cities that have these purge laws and also have the strictest gun laws to prevent you from protecting yourself. Learn how to protect yourself. Learn how to operate some of these things. If you don't learn how to operate now, it's going to be way too late. And we've been telling you that. Wow. All right. Protect your neck. Somebody said, get your passport. Who is this? Monkey D, USOP. I got you, man. Over on the PayPal. No, so this is Super Chats. Ronnie W, I'm glad you have the Super Chat. Now you need to celebrate with a flatback. Hello, I need me a flatback on deck. I need me a flatback on deck. It's hard to find them in Vegas. It's hard to find them in Vegas. You would think it'd be easier in Vegas. It was way easier in Southern California. Vegas, Vegas women aren't all that. U.S. Army retire says, great content, coach. During the past month, I did experience one of your content talking about a woman putting you in a position on her roster. So I became her Tyrone. Yep. Hey, guys, you can actually get that out here. You can get, by the way. You can actually get that. There's some women that just want you to be who, you, who they want you to be. And they're scared. You got to present it to them. Pete Rose is in the building. He says, we back, Coach Blessing. Thank you, sir. We got our man, James E. James E., welcome to Vegas, Coach. I'm considering relocating to Newport Beach. But with the news purge laws, I'm having second thoughts. Do you think staying in Vegas is the best? Also, check out the Lake Logs Vegas yachts and the Maverick helicopters. You'll love it. Uh, Newport Beach will be insulated to an extent. But uh, with purge laws, you don't know if people are going to leave cities and come to you. But Newport Beach, most places are behind gated communities. I would say... 90% of all the communities there are in gates. Maybe I would say 80% behind gates. And every community I lived in in Newport Beach, except for one, they were all gated. All gated communities. And so think about that. You live in one of the safest communities and they're all, almost everything's gated. So if you do relocate to Newport Beach, you can find a gated community. It's going to cost you a lot of money. It's going to cost you a lot of money. Don't go to Newport Beach and complain about the rent. Um, but, um, comparison to new, if I had a choice, I would stay in Newport beach, but Newport beach also is a financial time. It's a financial F you, it's going to F you financially, right? So you're going to be constantly on the wheel of performance and you don't feel you're ever going to catch up. So if you're rich and wealthy, you're good. But I lived in Newport in townhouses and I lived in the projects of Newport beach. Like there were three $30 million houses. Not that far. Five-minute drive. Five-minute drive, there was a $30 million house. A one-minute drive, there was a $5 million house. <laughs> All right, a one-minute drive. Like, I could get out, go outside my gate, turn the corner, $5 million house right there. And I'm living in a townhouse. So, anyway, you're always going to feel like you're poor. Like, damn, what can I do? I want one of them. And the $1 million house don't exist. I mean, they like a $1 million house is the townhouse. The townhouse I was in was worth $850,000. Yeah. Imagine that. 
Yeah, you keeping up with the Joneses, boy. Yeah, boy. So anyway, shout out to you. Shout out to Centaur Sam. It's hilarious when low-income groups worry about passing on their legacy. Like, what is that about? What is that about? What, what is this passing on your legacy, bro? Like, you got nothing. Modern Man says, shout out to the coach gang. Just getting ready for a houseboat fishing trip to Canada with my bros from work. Stay on your purpose, gentlemen. That sounds like a fantastic dude. I got to get out there with that. I got to get out there with that. All right. Big top. Oh, hold on for a second. Oh, it scrolled up. I'm going to try to get everybody. It scrolled up on me. Oh, hell. Oh, hell. All right. Hopefully, I don't miss out on some people because I can't go back. Oh, there it is. Big tie, big cat. Bowtie, big cat. He says, Coach, CPI numbers came out today and inflation is still very high. The Dow Jones down over 875 points and the NASDAQ is down almost 500. Prepare, gentlemen, for economic pain. Hit me with the Biden sound. Hey, I've done some dumb things. And I'll do dumb things again. We are not done with this. We got two years left of this economy. We got two years left of this economy kind of going backwards. It's going to take a big pendulum swing to go forward. And I'm on the assumption after November, after these elections, we're going to see some, uh, as Kevin Samuel said, winner is here. After the midterms, you're going to see some mess, some effery, I think, in my opinion. And I think we're still two years out before there's a course correct. Um, anyway, buckle, tighten up your belt. David Kate, hopefully YouTube will mind their business this time and leave you alone. Blue chip idea, how to prepare for the likely post. Here it is, how the likely post November early 2023 crash. 100%. That's going to be doom and gloom. And they're going to say, him don't know what him talking about. His social political. I've been on the nose on all of my social political. I've been on the nose. I've been on the nose. I have not been wrong. And everybody's like, I disagree. I have not been wrong yet. I don't know why people disagree with me on the social political. I get it. You can disagree. I don't know why people think I'm wrong, though. You can disagree and be like, not really. And you're kind of off and you really don't understand. Oh, okay. I get that. Disagreement's fine. But people that be coming in here, you're wrong. I've been on the nose. <laughs> I've been hitting a bullseye every single time. Demetrius Thomas says, Congrats on getting super chats back. Indeed. I got money for now. For now. Shout out to Justin Ranch says, I'm not happy. No, he says, I am happy. <laughs> Last one, Kevin, the software tester says, NYC Child Protective Services is notoriously bad. I can't even imagine how they can be good. How can they be good? They have too many issues to deal with. Just have you been to New York? Go to a housing project and look at how many, how many people live in these places. Like it's all the way up damn to the top of the damn sky. You know the single motherhood is rampant. You know the abuse is rampant. I mean, there's stuff that you probably don't even want to know what goes on in those places. How can you get it right? You don't have enough social workers or social service people to actually effectively deal with those issues. It's, it's tragic. YouTube Trash Talker says, Mace Beat, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Daryl L., last one, last one. Morning, Coach. I will listen to the R&B before games to help call me before the game. But looking back, it kept me from being more aggressive in the first half of the game. And it took coach to chew us out to win. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't listen to R and B before the game. I would listen to some heavy metal or some hardcore ass rap 
All right. That's it. That's it. I want my energy. I want my, but until you get older, then you want to be able to, you want to be able to actually look at yourself and, and, and pace yourself. But I want that first couple of minutes. The first five minutes is going to tell you where the game is going. All right, man, I promise I'm going to catch up on everybody. Appreciate y'all. But, hey, do me a favor. Hit the like button here on both streams. Hit the like button. Oh, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tech lead is in the building. Is this the tech lead? Is this the tech lead or is that some other tech lead? There's no check mark. I'm assuming that's not the tech lead. He says, so your stepmom neglected you as a child. That messed you up on so many levels. I got a story about one bad experience with her. He says, got a story about one bad experience with her that stands out in your mind. Well, there was one bad experience. It was sort of my fault, but I, I wouldn't say it would be her. Her experience. I'm trying to think of one in particularly that um, stands out. I do remember some things like she found my too short tape. <laughs> like I remember that and there was major backlash from that but that wasn't a situation where it was obvious and what we have to understand about women this is what we have to understand typically they are death by a thousand cuts they're not going to be overtly overtly abusive this is how women abuse and how they get away with it right in our society it's not like they hit you over the head with a frying pan all right, it's not like they, you know, intentionally don't feed you. <laughs> it's not like they come out and, uh, you know, tie you to the bed and hit you with a, a electric cord. That's not what you're dealing with. That would be abuse that would be blamed on men. It's not like they intimidate you. What they do is they death by a thousand cuts. They basically just, yeah, passively, aggressively attack you. Um, they, they front you out in front of their friends, right? You're coming out there. You got your nappy head. Boy, get your nappy head. You need to take a bath. You know when I, you know when he gets out of the bath, he can leave a whole ring around the tub, all in front of the friends, all wide open in front of everybody. And you like, oh, you had to, you had to put that out there, didn't you? You know he don't take a shower for 50, 11 days. You know he over there. You know what I mean? Like passive aggressive, just like snide remarks, just like yeah, it's just like, like damn. <laughs> and that should be adding up. It adds up. It added up. It adds up. And those are the things that get you. They're very intelligent in the way that they abuse. But in our world, we don't see that as abuse. So when I say my stepmother and us were adverse, we had an adversarial adversarious behavior or adversarious relationship. People say, well, tell us a story. Uh, you can't really say one thing stood out. It was a thousand things over time, passively. That was done. Then when you even point at her and be like, well, she did this. It doesn't sound like abuse. But in our world, we let emotional abuse slide. And let me just say this. I've had, as an adult, I've had female family members confirm that she was not about me. She was like, no, nope. she tried to get rid of you. She tried to block access to you, meaning she tried to block my father from being around me. She had did want nothing to do with me. And so forth. They confirmed it as later as an adult. They was like, yeah, she was, she, she did not like you. She didn't like, like your presence. Now, when I was with her, she fed me. <laughs> I mean, she, she gave me food. She, I think at some point she washed my laundry. She did all that. She was a housewife. She ran a daycare center out of her house. That's what she did. All right. 
and most of the, I saw all the straggles, the church straggles, bring their damn welfare kids in. But um, she was a housewife in the sense of a housewife, housewife. This is why also, though, she was a housewife, but she was toxic to a, in a lot of ways. So just because a person says, I'm going to submit and be a housewife, doesn't mean you were going to be, she was going to be there like a, a June Cleaver. <laughs> she was going to be, she wasn't a June Cleaver. She was a housewife, but she wasn't June Cleaver. Okay. Yeah, she fed me cut up hot dogs and dino chicken nuggets and fish sticks and. <laughs> All right, I got fish sticks and Doritos and Cheetos and fan of orange soda pop all of that mm. popsicle sticks all right i had all of that <laughs> all right she didn't fail to feed me but other than that she probably probably was doing the bare minimum i got a funny story man this is gonna be a long stream i see i got a funny story about me in the grocery store line uh i'll maybe tell you or some, somebody remind me all right, I'm going to catch up on the Super Chat. So, uh, I'm trying to keep all these screens together. Let's talk about PNB Rock and his girlfriend connection. This will be a short story because we kind of covered it yesterday. First of all, uh, I told you about how I operate on social media. I don't give up day, time, and location. Day, time, and location do not give up. When people are around you, coach them to understand that you cannot give people day, time, and location. If you give people day, time, and location, you're exposing yourself to just about anything. I learned this as I started becoming a little bit more popular on social media that um, I would post where I was currently and then people in that area would message me or DM, hey, I want to meet with you. I want to get a drink, have a beer. Well, I don't know who you are. You know who I am. I'm not just going to go meet somebody I don't know. Come to your neighborhood. Hey, meet me. Actually, I did that in Vancouver. I was in Vancouver. I posted I was in Vancouver. Some dudes wanted to meet. I was like, here's where I am. And they, they literally was like, we're going to take a train to come see you. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. And then they were coming on. And then they were like, hey, can you wait there another hour and a half? We we running late. Man, what the? F but that was way early on in my YouTube. And I was like, you know what? That's not safe. People just getting on the train, you meeting, they running late. You waiting an hour for them. And I was like, nah, man, I'm gone. I was in San Diego. I posted I was in San Diego about three years ago. Somebody was like, hey, I want to have a beer. And that typically happens a lot. Hey, I'll. I'm in your area. I want to meet you. Well, I can't do that anymore. I can't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's cool. I'm glad you know who I am, but I don't know who you are. I don't have my security team with me. I would like to meet people and thank them for supporting, but I just can't meet you. I don't know who you are. I don't have a face and name. You know who I am and face in the name. I don't know who you bringing. You bringing one or two, three, four of your homeboys? Hell no. No. I'm sorry. That's just not how it works. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how you have to protect yourself. So since that day, uh, when I was in San Diego and a couple of people were like, hey, I see you in San Diego. I want to come where? Where are you staying at? I was like, I'm going to stop posting where I am when I'm there. I'm not going to. I'm going to stop posting. So by the time I post something on a story on Instagram, I'm either leaving or have left. And I had to change that idea remember the meet and greets people wanted me to do meet and greets i was like my security and my the way i organize it would have to be very very specific it can't just be like i'm gonna be here show up it can't be that because you never know robbery people who don't like you haters other youtube content creators
people trying to make a name for themselves. Some dude that just want to try to knock you out just for some reason posting it. So I'm like, I'm going to stop posting daytime location. And I tell my kids, do not give up daytime and location. Because those are the things that you are going to make you vulnerable. Not only that, being spontaneous. Being spontaneous as a person that has some sort of uh, recognition, you can't just spontaneously do things. Let me give you an example. If I'm driving the 911, all right, I'm strategic as where I pump my gas. I'm not going to just pump gas in an unknown location. I'm not just going to go to a drive-thru because the drive-thru leaves you way too vulnerable in a Porsche 911. If you want to stop, we got to have to go switch cars and then I'll come back. So if you want to go through the drive-thru and we're riding around, hey, stop over here at Popeye's, go through the drive-thru. <laughs> I'm not stopping at the drive-thru. I will make sure I know it. I'm intentional where I go with this. I'm not stopping at Target or Walmart in my 911. Hey, could you stop at Target? No. <laughs> I'm not stopping at Target. Right? I didn't intend to stop at Target. We're just going to where we're going. We're coming back. You want me to stop at Target? We'll go get the other truck or Walmart. We'll get go get the truck. You just don't know. And now when people say you're 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 paranoid, you're this and that. No, this is my one life. I'm trying to protect myself. Not only are you trying to protect yourself, you're trying to protect the people you're with, your children, your girlfriends, your wives, your girl. You're trying to protect them. And what they don't realize is they are vulnerable too. Or they could put your safety in jeopardy. In this situation, there's some things going around saying that PNB's Rock's girlfriend is receiving backlash. We discussed this in a bit of detail. Okay. She, there was, she's receiving backlash because she apparently, have to, after not being active on social media for some considerable time, she now started posting Instagram stories revealing the location, daytime location. Daytime location. So if she made this as a mistake, this is this is you not taking leadership of of outside the home of your mate. You actually put not just yourself, but your child and her in danger. You're a noticeable, recognizable name by all uh, classifications. You're a millionaire. You're driving in a very nice car, and you're in Inglewood, California. Now, I was just in Inglewood, California two days ago. Now, I can tell you that because I'm not there anymore. I was just there, and I was not there in my 9-11. I knew I was going to the football game in Inglewood at SoFi Stadium. I drove my truck. <laughs> right? I'm not driving the 9-11 to that game. I drove the truck, and the truck is a little bit less in inconspicuous, right? Or more inconspicuous. I don't know how to say that. So if she's receiving backlash, there's some people defending her, uh, namely uh, this person right here, which goes by Cardi B. Cardi B saying it's very irresponsible to blame his death on the girlfriend because she posted where they were eating chickens and waffles, chicken and waffles. But there were chickens. Now, Cardi B, by the way, Cardi B also has been accused of drugging and robbing men. And. She would know anything about a setup. So if, if she knows about setups, <laughs> it would be her. If anybody knows about setups, it would be her. Here it is right here. It says she used to rob men. So she knows about setting up and drugging and robbing men. And if she believes that this was not the case, she would be the one to know. 
How in the world does she speak out on this issue? <laughs> what the hell? She literally was a drugger and a robber. How is it not irresponsible? How is it irresponsible? But it is exactly what you did. Mm. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? And that's you. You're a scammer and drugged and robbed men. And then this is exactly what happened to this man. And you're saying she cannot possibly be connected. I tell you. <laughs> Somebody said used to. She used to. Did I say used to? I said it in the past tense. I said it in the past tense. Who knows? She's probably still doing it today, but that would be an allegation. That would be alleged. Nicki Minaj took the other route. So the competitor of Cardi B, the predecessor of Cardi B said, yo, she out here, it was the girlfriend's fault. And of course, they had smoke for her. They had smoke for uh, Nicki Minaj, too, on that one. So um, Nicki Minaj says, after Pac smoke, there was no way we as rappers or our loved ones are still posting locations to our whereabouts to show waffles and some fried chicken question mark. He had such a he was such a pleasure to work with condolences and so forth and so on. Right. So then Twitter world then went and attacked Nicki Minaj. Apparently, she's supposedly living with a convicted toucher of children. And as a result, everybody knows her location if he indeed is a sex offender. But with that being said, I'm on Nicki Minaj's side. I'm also don't know what the girlfriend was doing. I don't know her intent. So could it have led to his death? Yes, that is for certain. Is she responsible for his death? We don't know, but it certainly could have been a situation that led directly to her death. Yes, to his death. Absolutely. With that being said, as a man, you have to start because this man, PNB Rock, I would show you the DJ Academics interview where he was talking about this. He talked about this specific thing and he said, well, my girlfriend doesn't understand that people are out to get me. My girlfriend doesn't understand as a man how we have to protect ourselves outside the house. So your girlfriend is like a child, right? She's going to say, why can't we go to Chickens and Waffles in Inglewood? Let's go to Roscoe's. And he's like, well, I drove the set. I, I drove the S55 or the S5550. Okay. Okay. I drove the Mercedes. I drove the Maybach. I drove the 911. I'm in the wrong car. We in Inglewood. I got too much drip on. I got too much chains. I'm too much blingy bling. This the wrong place to go. Oh, why can't we go? We never spontaneously go where I, I want to go to the lake. I want to go to the lake, right? She wants to go to the lake and she's throwing a fit in the car. And now you're like, okay, baby. All right, we'll go to the lake. Instead of going, it's chicken and waffles. Can you make chicken and waffles at home? Okay. Do we have to go to Inglewood chicken and waffles? There's one in Los Angeles. That's a little bit more safer. But if you ever been to the one in LA, that one's sketchy too. There's a whole bunch of nonsense going on outside before you even walk in the restaurant door. Not only that, when you park, everybody sees your ass drive up. They're standing outside. Okay. You drive up in that Mercedes, that big ass white Mercedes. Everybody's going to look like this. All right. And then they're going to see your ass walk out. Dude, my uncle got robbed at Denny's. <laughs> okay. 
in Indianapolis. Yeah, the one on Gower. That one's a little bit better than the one in Inglewood. Slightly. Slightly better. I wouldn't drive no nice car to that one. That's in the slight. That's in the hood. So anyway, my uncle got robbed in Indianapolis at Denny's driving his nice car. But his dumb ass had a fur coat on and all that. I mean, they pulled out the straps. And he was like, they was going to shoot me, kill me, all that stuff. And he was happy to be there. I was glad to talk to him. So I'm not damn sure not to drive a nice car to any one of the Roscoe Chicken and Waffles. There's one in Hollywood. No, I'm not going to Roscoe's in a nice car. But I think what happened is, I think what happened is, it, we're just going to say men need to take leadership position. Unfortunately, he lost his life, right? And it's going to be a great lesson for everybody. Unfortunately, it's a horrible lesson for him. Great lesson for everybody else. You must lead outside the home. Your girlfriend throws a hissy fit. I'd rather go ahead and throw a, get her to understand. Look, look, I'm a target. People have been trying to rob me before. Go listen to the DJ academics interview. I can't play it here. DJ academics be tripping and he'll start copywriting everybody. But he says, People in L.A. have been trying to rob me. They've been setting me up. Um, my girlfriend wants to go to this place, this liquor store. I get out of the car. There's dudes following me. He literally said that. She wants to do this. She doesn't understand. She puts my security at risk. I kind of have to tell her. This is what you got to lead her and say, look, you, I'm not following you out here doing this spontaneous bullshit. Oh, you're no fun. You're a party pooper. Yes, I am. But I do this to protect myself and I protect you. Now she's learned this lesson. She's learned this lesson. This is a lesson. When you're with men with status, they are vulnerable, especially in hip hop communities. And you can't do anything spontaneously. You can't do anything spontaneously when it comes to. Uh, when it comes to being well known, you got status. I'm sorry, we can't stop there. <laughs> but this is a lesson for you men. You want you want to be the dude with status. Let me see if I can pull it up here on Instagram and play the audio. Because um DJ Academics did pull it on his um he did put it on his Instagram, but let's see if he has it here. He's been putting it on his YouTube channel. Let's see here. All right, maybe it was on these other channels, not these. Let's see here. Hollywood. Sorry about this. I'm a professional. Okay. Maybe it was on Hollywood Unlocked, but it's trying, it's so hard to find it here that fast. Maybe they took it down because of the crime. But yeah. So anyway, he was just talking about this, and I don't know how soon it was. Oh, here it is. Let's see here. Nope. That's not the one. Where's where's your where's your boy PNB? Oh, this is it right here. Here we go. We found it. And just tell me, and, and it's fine. You tell me if it's, if it's just me being pussy. But like, just <laughs> LA, I think I think because we, 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 LA is synonymous with the death of Biggie, death of Pop. Taking off. Somebody tried me on Fairfax, like like mid pandemic. But it was like Why another so one. Of, I don't know. I guess because niggas be sweet. You feel me? And niggas they just you niggas see me with my family and niggas, they think I'm just out here lacking. You know what I'm saying? So it would be one of those type of situations. So we're like niggas. Y'all hear it just walking up to niggas in like broad daylight, like yo's give me your chain. Like I'm like, yo, no, niggas try me or something. It'd be like every are they time. They try to take your jewelry or something? I don't know, but it'd be like, I'll be on shit and I'm not where I'm from, 
we like sneaky criminals. Like in <laughs> yes. LA, it's like they bold. It's like they want you to know. They want you. To, they want to spark a conversation with you first before they get into some shit. Some of them. Some of them might just go crazy. Like I know some niggas like that too. They might not even. They might be on their sneaky shit too. Okay, so that's PNB talking to DJ Academics, and DJ Academics has have passed. Like when I tried to play his Britney Renner video, he got it deleted off of everybody's platform when he interviewed Britney Renner. So he has a history of also deleting people's uh, videos or getting them blocked. It's not this is recent beef in the manosphere. He's been doing this. He has a history of doing this. Um, I'm going to show you this. And uh, there's another part of this. Hold on. Wrap up too fast. You feel me? So the oh. second time I got into some shit, it was like niggas was just talking loud as shit. By the way, listen to the conversation here, man. Um, my, my, my so daughter and my girl. He just said, listen, this is the important one. He was like, somebody gave up the drop too fast, which I'm assuming in slang would be somebody gave up my location. This is him talking prior to his death. I don't know how long ago this interview was, but he's just saying somebody gave up my location too fast. Listen to this. Hold on for a second. Wait a minute. Hold on for a second. Gate they drop up too fast. You feel me? So the second time I got into some shit, it was like niggas was just talking loud as shit, wanting me to hear their conversation. And it's like, I'm with my peoples, like I'm with my, my, my daughter and my girl. Like, why are they talking about this gangster shit? Like, this around, like we outside, we on Fairfax. I'm like, man, you know, I already peed the bliss. We out. gangsters out there on Fairfax. Like, like, that's what I'm that? saying. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm on Fairfax right now. <laughs> so I'm like, man, we out of here. You feel me? Like, we going. My girl, like, no, nah, we I'm like, I'm just going off of the vibes. Like, we out. Is, is she peeping the energy? Because I'm not sure you on Yeah, she ain't peeping. She was like, I'm talking about women. Sometimes, she be thinking man. I'm tripping. So, you know, mix all this. I'm like, no, we out. So she peeped it. I'm serious. She's like, no, we out. It's gay. They drop up too fat. Okay. So somebody said the interview was a week old. Did you hear that part? He was like, does your girlfriend understand? Nah, she don't understand. She doesn't understand that blah, blah, blah. Let me give you another one. There's another portion of this interview right here. Oh, no, no, there's not. I thought there was another four slides. Uh, but there it is right there. There it is right there. That was another, that's a situation of she didn't feel it. She, and, and guys, she, she shouldn't feel it. This is, women don't feel these attacks on their security unless they're vulnerable. With you, they feel safe. Oh, nothing can happen to me because I'm with you. Yeah, but I have to protect me from them so I can protect you. You see, men are thinking about protecting women and children. Women are thinking about protecting themselves and the children, but they use the man as the person that's the protector. Well, you a big bad rapper. You're worth millions of dollars. Who's going to get you? Who's going to get me if I'm with you? Yeah, but who's going to get me? You see what I mean? You have to leave them in that mindset. And if they throw a hissy fit, let them throw a hissy fit. But you got to program them for this stuff. You got to let them know, hey, I, I might seem paranoid. I'm going to be less spontaneous. I can't just go certain places, especially Inglewood, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, or Eminem Soul Food in Inglewood. I can't just go there. We have to start going to places outside of the area where the fried catfish is not that good. If you want fried catfish, let's send somebody that can go get it for us. We cannot go eat at the fried catfish joint. We can't do it. <laughs> okay. And if you don't like it, well, kiss my ass. I don't know what to tell you. But unfortunately, she learned this lesson way too hard. We can't live in the hood. We can't go to your hood homeboy's house or your hood girlfriend's house or your hood relative's house. Hey, let's go over there. They're having a picnic. 
well, we can't go. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. You can go, but I'm not going. I'm not going. Let me catch up on all of these super chats and, and contributions, man. I appreciate y'all for being patient with me with this. All right. These are lessons. Again, take it as a lesson. Now, if you want to evade or get out of the communities, get out of the communities. It's very tough. It's very tough on you. Shout out to who is this in the building? Did I get Dejan Dix? Yes, I did. Shout out to you with your gordita tonight. It is a slow Tuesday. We will pull our girl up. All right. Did I get Avery? Avery Vans says some of it. Oh, you doubled up. All right. Shout out to you. That was a long paragraph. You doubled up. I got it the second time. We got one, two, three over on PayPal. Shout out to no government name. He says his name is Tyrone. I have the six sixes and lost most access my, to my kids in a custody battle. I'm seriously considering surrogacy as an option. Okay. It's an option. It's an option. Okay. It's not the end all be all. There's trade-offs. You guys are looking for the perfect solution and there is none. Shout out the trigger first. This episode of America's favorite show soft white underbelly has a c-u-c-k couple and the well wife has bbc preferences and forces the c-u-c-k to watch all right <laughs> shout out to the sushi gang in the building shout out to everybody that i offend sushi yesterday i'm gonna check that out i did see a clip on that but um guys i've experienced that that's i know women that have that like i've been on the other side of being the black guy <laughs> where i was the one okay he could you could be with him now not as far as watching i ain't down with that deadly early good job community women drown her future son husband yeah let's keep passing custody to the mothers blindly she gone yeah we gotta look at custody we're gonna look at statistics on custody now okay we're gonna get to i think we're on that part of the show the hardcore true for legacy brothers over here let me check out cash app XL Pro Services says, shout out to the coach gang in the building. Shout out to Boob. He says, the Jack Shack Fund. I'm going to have to get my massage therapist out here. All right. Shout out to the trainer, Dave. He says, what do you think of the rapper deleted in LA? All right. Um, I actually just talked about that. Jim Status says, get fit, get money, and don't be a fat commie. All right. Yeah. yeah. Right out. So shout out to OG1. Rest in peace to PNB Rock. Changing my mind on Brentwood coach um are you in Brentwood or you're changing your mind on being in Brentwood uh Brentwood's not that far from Los Angeles by the way but it's considered a suburb in a rich exclu exclusive area are you concerned about Brent being in Brentwood or you want to meet LJ shout out to Jack Mendetta for the Ling Ling and the Jasmine Rice Fund because a body is a terrible thing the way a peace leave is too SoCal Sachs says had a dream you created an rp type cartoon series we do have some animators i do have some animators i might have to get that going i know some other people have did it and it's not been very it doesn't do very well there's certain content that does well here and some that don't i'm learning this as a content creator i've learned it well over time like my vlogs don't do as well one will do well the rest will do okay when i sit here and talk it doesn't even matter what it's about okay but mostly relationships but when i sit here and talk this part this time in youtube that's prime content 
I talk about sports. I talk about sports on um, the CGA Got Game channel. A video on a small channel that most of the videos, it was a gaming channel at first. Most of the videos got 200 views. I talked about um, my biggest performing video on that channel has been recently my last video where I was talking about the, the Duke volleyball player. That's the best performing video on that channel. So I think people just want to hear opinions. Nobody wants to see or nobody wants to see a certain type of content. Or if you're known for a certain type of content, that's what people want to see. It's hard to switch. It's hard to switch. But I love the vlogs. I like the vlogs. I love producing them because it gives me a little bit more range. But they're quite different. Like what, what I can do in this control situation, I can't really do on vlogs and vice versa. The dictator says, please give the Broncos the L and the Martin Luther Lee look and the buzzer. Your Broncos, I needed y'all to lose at least for this week. And we play you guys in about three weeks, two weeks, something like that. But we'll give your coach the Martin Luther Lee for not letting Russell Wilson uh, run on fourth down. Fourth down, that's Russell Wilson primetime territory. Henry Resilient says, do you think PNB would still be alive if he didn't have on jewelry? He was always flossing his chains and watch. Ninjas, would y'all wake up? Hey, brothers. Hey, brothers. Brothers, y'all need to stop with the blingy bling and the jewelry and all this stuff. Wearing it in low-income areas, number one. Number two, during a recession. Number three, eviction moratoriums are just being lifted. Y'all need to stop with that. Mm -hmm. Brothers, we already know you barely got nothing else other than that jewelry. Okay, that's nothing else. Why flash a Rolex? Look, when I, I, I have access to a Rolex, I'm not saying I got one because I'm poor, <laughs> as far as anybody knows. I only wear it in high-class areas. Otherwise, you get in the Casio. You get in the G-Shock. That's where you get, you get in the G-Shock when I go to the hood. Anywhere near the hood. You get in the G-Shock. <laughs> You're not getting. I'm not. I'm wearing the Rolex to Mastro's. That's where I'm wearing it. And when I park, it's going to be valet. It's going to be valet parking. I'm not parking in the garage. I'm not parking in the garage where you zip up like this. Zip up, 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 up. Park way up here, take the elevator, walk across the parking garage, take the elevator all the way down the elevator, walk to the hell no. Mm. <laughs> With that being said, guys, you guys got to understand, who are you flossing for? Who are you flossing for? Most of the people who you're showing these things to who may be impressed by them are people who can't afford it which is not very smart. That's not brilliant. You don't go around flexing in the public eye, like in, in public spaces where you're vulnerable to people who can't afford what you have. You want to do that with people who can't afford it and then ha have the conversation as to why would you wear that around people who can't afford it? Like, is that going to be? Because all you're doing is going to, people think you're going to be flexing or you look at yourself and try to catch you slipping. So these type of expensive jewelries, you don't see people wearing them around people who typically can't afford them. They're going to wear them around. They're going to go to a cigar lounge where they have private VIP exclusive access in the back room with people who can afford it. 
They're not going to be in the cigar lounge on the patio where they can come up and get snuck on. <laughs> you get the, he said, not even the Apple iWatch. I wear the iWatch too, the Apple Watch. So please stop doing that. Don't need to wear the Rolex to pick up your kids from school. You don't need to do that. Not even the, not even, not even the Omega. You don't need to. That's a, a five, six, seven, eight thousand dollar watch. Why do you need to wear that to pick your kids up from school? You know what I mean? Go dress up, go go somewhere, go go to some, you know, great mall plaza flemings or whatever it is. Go, go, go get blingy bling out there. Many people in there can afford it. So yeah, man. I I think it's I think it's crazy. Even fake jewelry though says can be deceiving. Even if it's fake, you're still gonna catch the eye. They're gonna be like looking at you. No, nah, I'm gonna go down. No, 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 no. Like when I go to football games, I don't go blingy bling. I don't go blingy. I don't wear my night shit. I'm coming in my, my with my Raiders jersey on, right? <laughs> or a Raiders polo shirt or a Raider shirt. I go to the game. Very much muted. crazy so i'm just telling you i know you guys want to be like go to even nightclubs unless i'm in the vip of the nightclub and i have a specific entrance and i'm with not security per se i'm with a bunch of people that can at least stand in front of me and around me if i'm going to a nightclub and i wear my chains out but i'm on the floor with everybody else i'm asking to get hit by a bottle and put this in perspective We've been talking about going to Colombia and Brazil and getting robbed. Dude, you don't even have to go that far. You can go right here. And when they say when you go to Colombia and Brazil, they say don't have your phone with you, don't have your chains, just dress. That's the same rules in America. Guys, that's the same rules here. Do what you would do. Don't do what you would do in Brazil, what you wouldn't do in Compton. If In Inglewood. It's Inglewood. That's Venezuela. So thank you for that one there. Matt got camera says coach finna take the super chat straight to the junior college. Uh-uh. Mm. The worst thing about it is super chats. You got to wait till they give you the money. The other way is actually a little bit better. And then they take the percentages out, but tip people tend to be more comfortable. They can watch the stream. So I'm trying to help y'all out. A, a man supporting man says, I told a slim chick, slim chick. If you gain weight like Lizzo, I'm gonna have to leave you alone. And she said, I don't care. They got options. <laughs> they don't care because somebody's going to take them. Mr. Albert says, love your car collection, coach. Appreciate that. Go check it out. Somebody said this is a setup. We're going to have to vote on this one. Who thinks Who thinks she set him up? Oh, I can't even put the poll up. Michael Merriother, the white man, will be a vigilante on ninjas because of this. Be aware in Illinois. Uh-oh. I don't even know who that is. But be careful. Last one, Stony Montana, Sorge Goros, district attorneys at work in Chicago. Most left-wing most left-wing hellholes. Stay away, brothers. And if you know the history of Illinois politics, you know. You know. New, 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 new world order. Allegedly, Illinois is one of the most corrupt politically, and, and it has been since the 1900s. And I'm not talking about the 1980s. Illinois has been always one of the most corrupt political cities. This is alleged. New, 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 new world order. They know what they're doing. There's nothing by mistake. There's nothing accidental. Oh, I mistook what you were doing. They've been doing it. Go trace it back. Rob Lagojevich, 
Jesse John Jesse Jackson Jr. Al Capone. I mean, come on. <laughs> Barack Obama. Wait a minute. <laughs> Just look at it. They've never really had uh there was another guy. Who was it? Uh oh, oh, um, who was Barack Obama's homeboy? Who was Barack Obama's homeboy that he left in Illinois? Did all that damage. Anybody know his name? This is allegedly, by the way. Yeah, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, Rahm Emanuel. Didn't he get in trouble? Before I say it. Rahm Emanuel. Did he get in trouble for something? Let me see something. I don't know if he got in trouble yet, but he's always been. He got in trouble. What did he get in trouble for? He's another one. It says right here. Let's see here. The sudden but well-deserved fall of Rahm Emanuel. <laughs> he says he left because he could. Oh, he got out of there. He was like, wants you to forget he's a corrupt failure. I don't know. See, I don't know who who's presenting these stories, but I'm just looking it up on Google. He's in deep, deep trouble. So he's from Illinois. Same thing. All right, same thing. That 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 state has had a history of trying to stay on the right path. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to follow him. You don't want to follow that state. They've always kind of got it wrong, but for some reason. All right. Anyway, stop being political. <laughs> stop being political. But again, I'm wrong, right? I'm sure somebody's like, you're wrong. Socially political. Illinois is the leader in making things right. You know, there's going to be somebody in the comment section that is saying going to defend Illinois. And they say that they've been getting it right and they've been the leader and making progressive laws. Yeah. There's somebody going to be like, I got it completely wrong about Illinois. <laughs> yeah. All right, anyway, shout out to this one. Uh, let's talk about this one, the hardcore truth about you legacy, about what your legacy is. Let's talk about this. All right, here we go here. <laughs> You're wrong, Coach. Illinois has been the prime example of what you should do politically. <laughs> All right, legacy. All right, what happens to your legacy? Let's take a look at the statistics on this one. Child custody statistics, what custodial parents should know. But about non-custodial parents, did you guys know that if you are involved in a custody case and in the custody case, you do not get equal parenting time, joint and physical. Sorry, joint legal and physical. Those are two different forms of custody. Legal and physical. If you do not get these, you are considered a non-custodial parent. What does a non-custodial parent mean? That means you're only biologically linked to the child. You have no custody rights of the child. In many cases, you could have legal, joint legal, and joint physical custody, but another agency will call you a non-custodial parent. Let me give you an example. I did read the Super Chats. I'm still catching up, all right? I'm still catching up. But I got to do a show. I can't just do a show of super chats like the lead attorney. I mean, <laughs> shout out to the lead attorney. I know he watches me sometimes, but I'll be watching your show like, damn, talk. 
Talk about the subject. You read super chats the whole time. I got to do it for editing purposes. All right, now I got to edit. <laughs> Shout out to the lead attorney. All right, anyway, uh, let's see here. What was I doing? Stop interrupting me. <laughs> How do we get a coaching call? All right, look, coaching call. It says it right there in the description box. It says right there for coaching. All right, hold on for a second. I got to get back to the show. In some agencies, you could have legal and physical custody, but you can also, by some a different agency, consider to have non-custodial rights. For instance, in the legal court, you could have legal, physical custody equal, but child support will say you're a non-custodial. Why is that the case? Child support considers you a non-custodial because they have to determine who has custody and who are they going to go after for the money. So if you make more money, but you have equal custody, child support is going to say, you, sir, you, sir, are a non-custodial parent by definition, meaning you're only a biological and you owe this woman money. Okay. You owe this woman money. You don't have any bio, you don't have any legal rights. That's what child support thinks. Now you're going to tell them I'm a custodial parent. I have equal rights, but in their agency, you don't. So as far as your legacy, as far as your legacy, child support believes you have none. You're a non-custodial. In a custodial situation, you do have some sort of rights. And when you go in the custody court, you want to make sure you have legal and physical custody. Some of you only have le equal legal custody, but not equal physical custody. Many people give up their physical custody of their children. We're going to look at the statistics of this. And once you do that, let the games begin because now she can get child support from you in many states. And now because you negotiated with this because she put a pity party out there where well, I don't want my kids to go back and forth. Now you are going to owe her more child support and have less access to your kid. I want to ask you, in those situations, wouldn't it be more common that this person could actually find another mate? And while your kid is at the custodial parent's house for four or five days during the week. If another man moves into that house, mathematically, your legacy now sees another man as a parental or a patriarchal figure more than they see you as one. You're outside the home. The protector of that child, your custodial child, is now under the protection of another man. Another man sees your child more than you. Is that a legacy? Is that a legacy? Okay. Whose legacy is it? All right, last point, and then I'll read some of this article here. Last point. At some particular point, your kid could be emancipated, your kid become, become a teenager, or your kid could enter into adulthood. There's adulthood in every state. Some is, some is 18, but sometimes it's 16. Sometimes it's 14. You're like, no, it's not, coach. That would be age of consent. Adulthood are two different things. In some courts, a 14-year-old can say, I want to live with this parent. I prefer to live with this parent. Now, that's going to mess you up if you're not the parent that's chosen. Because now at that point, if you don't have an amicable, amicable uh, relationship, the other parent's going to take you to child support. Because now you are the non-custodial. You don't have custody anymore. And thus, you are now vulnerable to the child support system. The other parent's going to realize that, oh, the, this kid chose me. The other kid's doing it either to avoid 
uh, being disciplined or they just prefer the other parent. Doesn't matter the reason the child chose. At that particular point, the child doesn't care about child support, how that's going to impact your pockets or any of that. But that's your legacy. That's your legacy. Your legacy just went over here. And now potentially let's add on child support. There's another man over there or another woman over there that your that your co-parent has lived with. Now that person has more custodial over you. Hmm? There's your legacy gone because most times in children's development, most people don't remember anything prior to age 12. Okay, let's just think about it. If you're an adult, you remember some things about age 12, but not much. When you're, by the, by the time you're 30, age 12, and between age one and 12 is a complete, it's foggy, right? You remember some experiences you've been imprinted, but 14 to 18, you remember a lot. You remember a hell of a lot between 14 to 18 because those are your formative years. Now, your legacy just decided I'm going over here instead of over there during their formative years in which they will remember everything. So you work very hard to raise your kids up to age 12. They remember a couple of good things you did and mostly bad things. They remember when you got them in trouble and blah, blah, blah. But 14 to 18, they remember you not being there. They remember you, ah, you were kind of around and you didn't come around that often. And you were like, well, you chose to live with your mother. Well, I just chose to live over there, but you didn't make an attempt. You didn't try. You didn't call. You were away. I saw you traveling. Eh, where were you? Right? The formative years are important. The formative years early are important, but your presence is important later on. Many people don't have custody of their legacy at that point. What's happening to your legacy? All right, let's give you some stats here. <laughs> All right, uh, child custody says right here, general child custody stats, 90%. And I'm going to make this larger for everybody to see here. Let's make the screen larger. Let's put this up here. 90% of child custody cases. It says right here, without a judge's ruling are settled by parents. I know people are see, see, that means you don't have to go into child custody court and fight. It says 90% are, of cases are, are without a judge's ruling but the parents settle it. We're going to show you what the parents typically settle for. It says right here, over one quarter of all children under 21, damn, have one of their parents living outside of the household. Okay. A quarter of all children under 21. What the hell is that? Give me the number under 18, please. What is this under 21? What is this children under 21? What's the number under 18? What the hell is that? Now you know they messing with the stats. Of course, the number's going to go down if we're talking about 21-year-olds. What the hell? Oh, my God. Don't try to sneak that. 21.9 million children, about 21.9 million children had a parent who lived outside of their household in 2010. Okay? Okay, right there. The good news is, all right, they tried to give you the same statistics, but in printed form right here. But we'll go down and scroll down and just look at the charts. Child custody stats by state. In 2017, 25 states consider laws to promote joint custody after a divorce. But many did not pass. 25 states said, let's make it equal joint custody. We don't know if they're talking about legal custody or physical custody. 
Those are two different things. Legal has to do with, do you have input in their school, input on operations, dentists, doctors? Can you determine what school they go to, where they live? That's what legal custody is. You can literally have equal legal custody, but unequal physical custody. Meaning she has to call you about dentist, an operation, whether they get the poke. She has to ask you. She can't just take them to the doctor, get the poke, and then use your anti-poke. Right? That's just legal custody. Physical custody has to do with the custody schedule, when you actually see the children and where they sleep. That's all that, that's all that is. Now, they're saying 25 states promote it, but they didn't pass it. I think only 11 states. Maybe they're going to clear it up right here. 13 states in the U.S. do not require the judge to consider a child's preference. It says in 2017, Kentucky was one of the few states that made joint custody the standard for temporary orders. Temporary orders. Kentucky set the state. They, they, were, they, they were one of the few states. Now, by the way, temporary orders does not mean final judgment. Temporarily, you can start at 50-50 physical custody, but if the if the person, your co-parent is hell-bent on taking you to court, well, what they'll do is they'll say the judge will hear in a hearing, the judge will rule temporarily, and then the the your co-parent might say, well, he's abusive, and he did this, and they'll push forward into a trial. And then after the trial, the judge could say, well, I have sufficient evidence to reverse this order. So that's just a temporary order. Shout out to all the legal people here. And it says right here, 14-year-olds uh, in Illinois and Georgia may choose which parent gets physical custody of them. All right, 14 years old in Illinois and Georgia. That's pretty much the standard across the country. Many judges won't even hear this. But many joy judges, if it goes in favor of the mom, they'll just go ahead and say, well, why don't you? Why don't you just have the kid live over here, father? Hey, father, this is how they talk to you in court. Uh, father wants this. Mother wants that. Mother wants kid to do X. Father wants kid. This is how they talk to you. Like it's Mr. Rogers in there. Mother will have holidays this holiday. Fathers will have this holiday. So now your kid goes, I want to live with. Father, mother objects. Typically, they'll flip it. The kid says, uh, kid wants to live with mother. Father objects. What they'll say is, well, father, the kid is deciding. I mean, do you want to fight this? It's going to cost you $40,000 to fight this. You're going to have to hire um, a, a lawyer for your kid. You're going to have to hire a lawyer for yourself. You're going to have to have higher. Um, there's there's a there's a specific term in which the child is represented by someone appointed by the court, which is their lawyer. We're going to have to have that person. I'm going to have to pick that person. Odds are that person's going to judge against you. <laughs> All right. And then at that point. They're going to say, why don't you just have the kid live over there? Give them 20 days with the mom. You take the rest of the 10 remaining days or 11. And that'll be it. Yeah, guardian, guardian ad, li ad linum. Guardian ad linum. That is what it is uh, if the court appoints it. Now, you could probably, you'll probably get that, and there's a charge for that, but the court appoints that person. You can have your own attorney if you want, 
but I don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be an, a, another charge for you, and it's going to be expensive. But you can ask the court to appoint this guardian, guardian ad litem for the kid, to represent the kid. Thank you for that, Jack Wish. Oh, somebody else has said it. Mr. Way Up said it as well. Nikia also says it. So let me tell you, all these people that have experienced this bullshit, they're in here. This tells you how many people have been through this if they know this. And another person says GAL. Um, this tells you how many people have been through this, <laughs> okay? Somebody says the GAL is 15K. A guardian, a guardian at Linum, Litum, it's 15K. $15,000, gentlemen. And this is probably, since the, since the judge is appointing them, the judge knows this person. Doesn't mean they're going to rule in your favor. The judge is like, all right, you know what I mean? Let's go play golf. I'll get you a couple of cases. Okay, continuing on here. If the kid 14 can decide to live with the mom, and then you say, the judge says, why don't you just do this? It's going to cost you 40K. Why don't you just do this? Everything will be good. Don't worry. And you go, okay, they're literally going to put it in this statistical category, which I'm going to show you right here. They're going to put it and say, right here, do you see this? 90% of custody cases without a judge ruling are settled by the parents. They're going to throw it right there. Oh, you guys settled this. I didn't even have to make a ruling. Because the father gave custody to the mom. <laughs> right? The lead attorney is a GAL. Shout out to the lead attorney. So they're going to say, I didn't even have to solve this. You agreed. Now, what's going to happen is you settled the custody and you're going to be like, all right, ma'am, you know, thank you. You're going to go to mother and you're going to go to mother and mother. Thank you. Okay. We settled it. Sounds like I'll get 10 days a month. You'll get 20. Let bygones be bygones. Let's leave. Let's just leave the building. And the mother's going to say, not so fast. Mm. And you're going to say, what? We're done here, right? Mother's going to say, we're not done. We need to go to child support now. Because by definition, I have 85% custody and you got 15. Mm. Now, you, yep, now you need to run them pockets. And you're going to be like, whoa, I agreed. I just went into court. I just went into court and we did a deal. We, I gave you the additional days because you put up a fit saying you don't want the kid to go back and forth. Again, the statistics tell us that it's settled outside of that. And she's going to be like, yeah, but legally, you ain't got no custody. Legally, you're the non-custodial. You owe me money. I got money. See, when they say these things are settled outside of court, oftentimes it is the man that gives up the custody. We're going to show you this statistically. You give it up in a situation where you're trying not to ruffle feathers and the woman's claiming, I know she's going to throw a fit. You give it up and then they punish you for giving it up. Let's show you. You got scammed because all, all along they had that play in their back pocket. You just didn't see it coming. They had to play in their back pocket. Let's show you. Lead attorney going crazy right now. <laughs> Which parent gets most custody more often? Well, it is obviously going to be the woman. We're going to show you why. Female parents get around 65% of custody 
time with her children. Male parents get 35% of the awarded custody time. That's not a percentage of how many women get custody versus men. This is 65-35 custody. That's kind of what I explained. She wanted 20 days. You get the weekends and a, and a dinner date. When you get the weekends, you also don't get sleepovers when they're young kid, kids. So the kids are like under five. You get Saturday and Sunday, but you got to give them back at six o'clock. Meanwhile, on Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the kid sleeps overnight. When the kid sleeps overnight, that counts as parenting time at her house. But they will make sure you don't get no overnights. They're going to cut it off at six, bring the kid back to mom. Then you pick them back Sunday morning. You have them till 6 p.m., bring them back to mom. You never get that overnight parenting time calculated. Hence, now she can go into the court and say, the kid is with me more than the father. Hmm? He said, you triggering me? This is what, and you, and you agree with it. Watch. 51%, do you see this? 51% of custody cases, both parents agree that the mother should have custody. More than not. You do it to yourself, and the reason why you do it is they play judges, GALs, guardian at litem, guardian at linem, um, your parents, her parents. Everybody tells you, oh, man, just, 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 just give her what she wants. You don't go in there and be like, judge, I don't even want these old nappy-headed ass, ashy knee, ashy feet, ashy toe-ass kids. No. Nobody goes in there. No father goes in there and going, Get these damn kids away. <laughs> nah, I don't want them for 20 days. Nope, I only want them on the weekends. No father does that, but eventually you agree to it because they start paying your, playing your emotions. The judge, 90% of judges don't even judge on this. Why? Because they get the father to agree. You go into mediation. This is another one. You go into mediation. The mediator is supposed to be impartial down the middle, but the mediator plays you. Oh, uh, you know, just, uh, just give her every other holiday. Just give her Martin Luther King. Give her Easter. Give her Christmas. Uh, just, eh, eh, just, eh, eh, eh. Well, okay. I'll give her Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> I'll give her every Easter and every Christmas. I'll give her Christmas morning so the kids can be excited, and I'll never have exciting Christmases. Okay, I'll give her all summers. All I've You go in there, and you just wave your rights. Because you don't want to fight. You don't have the cost or the time or the pettiness or attention. You don't want to do it. And then afterwards, they say, surprise, ninja. I got money. Run them pockets. See, this is what they're not telling you. They're trying to make it look like, well, the fathers gave up. The fathers didn't show up to court. No, they guilt tripped your ass. And there goes your legacy. And then you realize why they guilt tripped you. Because what? They started swindling. They started sticking you for your paper. Okay, this is your legacy. Right here. Uh, here it is, custodial time. Statistics on custodial time right here. In the, the average state grade of shared parenting custody report was a D plus. I don't know who did this. That has risen to a C in 2019. So they got Ds over here. These people get D pluses. 19 states aim to grant 50-50 custody agreements as of 2018. The only states to get an A grade in custody is Kentucky and Arizona. New York and Rhode Island got an F. Mm. Texas, 
Fathers are awarded almost about 120 days. Remember, there's 365. That's 33%, whereas the mother received 245 in Texas. Uh, I don't think that's a C. That's got to be a D. Tennessee gives the non-custodial parent the, same, the least amount of custody, 21%. Tennessee, that's got to be an F. In Connecticut, Maine, New Mexico, and Vermont, with equal custody, each parent spends 182 days with the child uh, yearly. So Kentucky, sorry, Connecticut, Maine, New Mexico, Vermont, it's right down the middle. Right down the middle. So you're getting different states in all of these things here. There's another chart that I wanted to show you. 21% of all custody par custodial parents request government assistance to collect child support. 21%. 12% uh, of child support agreements are informally established between the two parents. Okay, so only 12% of them agree, hey, I'll pay X, Y, and Z. You cover what? You cover this. I'll cover that. Only 12%. The rest fighting tooth and nail. What are they fighting over? In 2015, the amount of child support owed was $5,760,000 per year, per year, which is pennies. Matter of fact, calculated, it's probably a dollar per day. <laughs> what is it? That ain't even a dollar per day. How many days in a year? That's a dollar per day. That is essentially a dollar per day. One dollar per day. These people be fighting you tooth and nail for $1 a day. Now, let's just put it like this. Go and panhandle. <laughs> Most people don't even get that. Most people wouldn't panhandle if I told you the results would be $1 per day. You'd be like, I wouldn't do it. No, nah, hell no. $1.32 per day. That's average. That's average. This is what you fight over and ruin your legacy over for a dollar per day. It's absolutely insane what we do to destroy families here, your legacy. Your legacy gets destroyed for a dollar a day. And even worse, but custodial parents only receive $3,000 annually. So obviously they're shorting you. They're shorting her her money. So you get less than a dollar a day. You're almost at 50 cent per day. 39% of custodial fathers were awarded child support. 39% custodial fathers. Okay, all right. 52% of custodial mothers were awarded child support. So these ass statistics ain't adding up. These statistics ain't adding up. There goes your legacy right there, gentlemen. All right, there's more articles on this. I'll leave them a link in the description box below. Here's another one. This is the big one. In 51% of custody cases, both parents agree for the mother to be the custodial parent. Again, why do men agree to this? Well, it could be because you're a peace leave hound and you're thinking about let her raise the kids and I can be out here in these streets. In these streets. You think about all the ass you can get now. All right, I'm going to just be out here fornicating and you're going to get two kids on child support. But the reality is men are choosing this. And they're choosing this, I believe, out of guilt. Well, the mother should have them and all of this and that. They pressure you, they twist your arm, and then when you agree, they 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 go in for the kill. Okay. If you want to bond with your children to push your legacy, this is your chances right here. When you look at the 
commit. Oh, they broke it down by race. Let me let me talk about this. Let me break it down by race real quick because many people are gonna be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go, right here. Let's break it down by race. This is why I had this other link up. It says right here, nearly half of all black children live with a custodial parent. Nearly half. 50-50. Says reports show that approximately 48% of all black children live in the families with their custodial parent. Where while the non-custodial parent lives outside of the home, that means that divorce and separation disproportionately affects black families. Only 27% of white children live with a custodial parent. So that's half. 28% going in for Latin X, and then 13% of others. I showed you another chart, which is worse. All right. And um, yeah, I ain't even gonna go in there. Okay. Republican states, only 22% of red states give equal custody time, as opposed to 40% of blue states give equal custody time. They're making it political. 59% of swing states give equal custody time to the mother and the father. All right. These are your legacy. This is what you're up against. This is what you're up against. Yes, Latinx. All right, Latinx. These are the hard truths about what you're thinking about. So what are your options? Surrogacy. You can have a family outside the country. You can roll the dice. You can get married and roll the dice. You can think, you know, uh, if you have children out of wedlock, I think there was a statistic related to that, children out of wedlock. If you are the non-married father and you go in to fight for parental rights, many times it's worse than if you were a divorcee. Like if you were a male divorce and you just divorced as a parent, you're going to get your equal custody time more likely than not. If you knocked up a street straggle and you go in there and try to fight for them, many times you're not going to get that much custody. Okay. Especially if they put on a restraining order, they apply for a restraining order. Just the application of a restraining order could ruin you, torpedo you. If she has proof, like you've threatened her physical harm, or you were stalking her or anything, you domestically violated her emotionally, financially, physically, or verbally, you're going to lose custody. This is why they file for the restraining order. The restraining order is a, a, is a way for them to get custody. There's a woman explaining this on YouTube. She's a district attorney. And she says, this is how, this is how you can get custody of your kids and possession of your house. This is what you do. X, Y, and Z. You apply for the restraining order, blah, 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 blah. They take away his firearms. So when you hear women, he was controlling, abusive. It's just a trope. It's just them trying to gain some sort of edge. I rarely ever believe it. And I'm sure psychologists and lawyers be rolling their eyes. So, oh boy. Okay, this one. It is all Jermaine Foe. It's always Jermaine Foe. Right? This is why when somebody says I'm going through a custody battle and it's his fault, I rarely believe it. I'll be like this. It is all Jermaine Foe. It's <laughs> always Jermaine Foe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was abusive. Was he in jail? No. But he yelled at me. He yelled at me. When did he yell at you? When he was trying to put me in my place? Okay. When I came home at 2, 3 in the morning? Smelling like Badussi? Okay. Did he wake up and yell at you? Did he suplex you when he walked in the room and you were knitting? You were playing words with friends? We were playing crossword puzzles? I was doing my crossword puzzles. It was like this. I was sitting there. I was sitting there doing my crossword puzzles. And he came in and he DDT'd me. Mm. I was drinking hot chocolate. 
and I told him dinner's on the table. And I was doing my last piece of crossword puzzle. I was playing Sudoku. And he walked in the door and he said, what kind of dinner is this? And he threw the plate against the dam. He threw the plate against the window. I was finishing my last Sudoku number. And then he came in. He picked me up by my hair. He picked me up by my hair. And then he whipped me into the rope. Gave me the damn back elbow. Then he gave me the people's elbow. He took off his sleeve. He threw it out like this. He stood over me and then he did this. He crisscrossed. <laughs> Shit. Let me get to these super chats. That's your legacy going out the door. All right. I got to get all the super chats. This is what we're going to do, man. We're going to get in here. Thank you, man, for being patient. All right. Mr. Albert says, I told you to do Lightfoot. I've done some dumb things. <laughs> and I'll do dumb things again. All right. Where are we at here? Classy beats. This law makes GTA looks like a kid game. All right. Yep. Michael, Michael Merriweather. They want you scared to give up your freedom. 100%. That, that is an element. New, 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 new world order. They want you free. They want you scared. So you give up your freedom. All oh, will protect you. No, 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 no. All right. Where are we at here? Freedom podcast. The best. Oh, shit. It scrolled up. Oh, my Lord. Hold on for a second. Somebody's like, get it, get it right. Hold on for a second. I hate when it scrolls up. Then I lose super. Oh, I lost some super chats. How did, okay, I'll get them. Uh, I'll get them back. Give me a second. What I'll have to do is I'll have to go off. I'll have to log off. Agent Machines says, got my passport and debts paid. Purges happen in other countries as well. So he says, so be prepared no matter where you go. Your stream helped me go monk mode. Seeing how women really think is cru crucial. Sorry, it's something blocking me. Don't envy Tyrone, roll alone. Don't envy Tyrone, roll alone. JC, coach, did you see the video of him barely alive, dying in a pool of blood? So sad. Yes, I did, and I don't want to show it here. And I don't want to be that. ACDC says all these rappers being deleted, yet BWXXs are the least protected. Or they say the most unprotected. I don't even know what's grammatically correct. The community mathematics don't work the same. Indeed. Or the grammar. Is it the most unprotected or the least protected? I've always had that dispute. Don Needle says going, going back, back to Cali. Hey, by the way, California announced. Did you guys know? Uh, Kobe, Kobe B says it happened at the South Central location, not Inglewood. So apologies. Apologies. I, I don't even know why you would go that one. By the way, by the way, Los Angeles recently announced that they cannot ensure the protection of tourists. Let me see here. They just announced that, but everybody want to run over there. It says right here. Hold on for a second. They said, do not come. Remember that? They said, do not come to Los Angeles. And this was probably about maybe a couple months ago. A couple months ago. They were like, hey, right here. It says, we can't ensure that you'll be safe coming to Los Angeles. It's not coming up here. Oh, here we go. Los Angeles, not safe for tourists. Guys, this is what you would typically see on a, on a, on a um on a flight overseas. Here it is right here. 
You see it? Los Angeles detective says Los Angeles is unsafe for tourists. By the way, I've lived in Los Angeles or I've lived in Southern California for years. This is not false. I mean, it's it's a damn zoo out there at this particular point. December 6, 2021, LAPD detective says Los Angeles is unsafe for tourists. What is it for citizens? What if it's when you live there? Because they basically have the purge going on there. All right. Uh, shout out to Coke. Kobe B says it's, it wasn't in Inglewood. Okay. All right. Henry Resilient, mid-divorce. I have 50-50 joint legal and physical custody, and my legacy support is $1,000 a month. Choose carefully. Choose carefully. Wow. Daniel McGee, thanks, Coach, for your knowledge and wisdom. I listen to you daily. I have leveraged options. I have leverage and options. A six-figure maintenance career can't be manipulated, and that's why they mad. Women do not like when you can't be, be manipulated. They hate it. Because they only got three playbooks. They only got three plays in the playbook. They like a remember the Titans. All right, like, all right, got three plays. All right, we're going to line up in the wishbone and we're going to pitch. <laughs> right. They like throw the ball downfield. Hell no. We ain't throwing no ball. Three plays. RPO, pitch. They got three plays. When that doesn't work, they skedaddle. Christopher J. Thank you, sir. All right, he also says under 21 seems like something coming down the pipeline, especially i.e. in New York City. If they raise child support to 21, it's over for most of you guys. Mr. Albert, now you see why black women are mad that we're getting our passports. Yeah, the passport game uh, thing is why they're upset. I'm going to do the other ones, come back to the PayPal's. I have to re-sign into another account, so uh, bear with me on this one. Let's do PayPal's. Oh, hell no. They're making me play a puzzle now. I got to play a puzzle to verify my damn identity. Boy, they make it hard for me, bro. Oh, fire hydrant. All right. Oh, hell. <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to sign in PayPal. Chill. They don't like it. Let me go to Venmo. Venmo. They don't like a brother. They want to keep a brother down. He says, uh, Travis Cook says one parent telling the other you chose, wait, your kid chose me. Why you mad? It's like pimps arguing about working girls. It's a shame we pimp our children out like this. I know a guy for sure that um, this just happened to, and he got her pregnant, and she started playing bait and switch during the pregnancy, and it's been over for him ever since. Over. And now she's pimping the kid out. I always tell you, they'll They'll send the kid back to the government in order to finesse you. No money. I believe Sexy J says, Coach, look up on Twitter, LBG without the T. I don't want to get into the read and rainbow. It's about the rainbow people are tired of the T people. Oh, yeah. Well, that's always been the case, despite the fact what the media wants to tell you. But I don't get into that too much over here. All right. Shalom says, uh, girl gets you killed. Look at girls get you killed. Look at Samson and Delilah. Well, she intentionally got Samson killed. Like she was literally hired by the Philistines, if I'm not mistaken. I did the entire stream on that. She was literally an outsider that was hired to kill you. They paid her shekels or whatever they paid her to get information. So you guys got to watch out. Sometimes when a woman comes into your life, they're not there for you. They're there for some money or somebody sent them. 
Dion says, where was BLM when that brother got Thanosed? Quiet. Quiet as a church mouse. Okay. Todd Cummings says, saving the community, one stepfather at a time. So you see why the importance of the stepfather is because you're there to clean up the BS. Number one, Stunner says, leftists want to count everyone as a youth. Yep. They keep pushing that. Oh, she's a kid and that's a kid and this is a kid. And that way, then they can say, well, we'll provide for you. I don't believe anyone really over. Let me see. Uh, I got to play the I got to play the damn puzzle game here. <laughs> All right. They got me in the PayPal. Jesus. I'm going to do PayPal. Come back to the super chats that I missed. But um, when it comes to uh, them, they want to always think that they have a better answer for you. We'll support you. And this is why I'm laissez-faire government. This is why I'm not Democrat. Democrats tend to want to always say they're going to support you. Republicans tend to always say we're going to provide rules and structure for you. I'm in the middle. So people think you're a Republican. I'm very much anti-Democrat because they always are like, I know what's best for you. And this is how we'll do it. No, no, no. Don't do it by yourself. We'll do it for you, you little pickaninny ninja. And then they just have me down there shuffling, uh, dancing the Chicken George. They like dance, dance, dance. I mean, the bar is low. A white person can literally dance. And then y'all be pulling them in. He black. <laughs> just dance. Just dance. 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 We'll provide for you. I'm very against that. I'm against because I want to hustle. I I wake up every day. And success is an addiction. Like, that's what I'm addicted to. I'm like, I got to drive. I got to push, 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 push. And therefore, I'll never be siding on Democrat side because they're like, don't push. No, 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 no. If you push, I'm going to tax you. <laughs> if you push we just gonna take more money from you and then we gonna give it to them so that's kind of what they do republicans kind of just reign over you like this thou shall not do this thou shall not do that but then they leave your ass alone when you do it they're like well that's your ass <laughs> we told you what not to do i'm somewhere in the i lean more towards that and I'm somewhere near in the middle. I don't want no interference. I barely want you to tell me what traffic lights to stop at. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Don't tell me nothing. I got this figured out. Now, the rest of you ham and eggers. Don't tell me where the stop lights are. Don't tell me to go to the DMV. Don't tell me to renew my license plate. Don't tell me nothing. Don't stop me. Don't tell me nothing. Don't ask where I'm going. I don't want you to know nothing about me. I don't want you to do nothing with me. People say that's libertarian. It's CGA. I don't want no input. I think most of y'all are dummies. I mean, the government, the people who run government, like most of them are dummies. They don't produce nothing. They're parasitic. Their relationship with their citizens is parasitic. But then they try to govern you and tell you what not to do. I don't get that. How in the world you don't produce nothing? But you set all the rules. I'm supposed to listen to you. And the only thing you produce is income tax. And then you use my money to spend it on all of these ham and eggers over here. I'm like, mm. <laughs> oh, I get punished to go spend with the mouth oxygen thieves. Like, I don't get that. I'm, I'm, I'm totally against that. I'm totally against that. Whatever that makes me politically, politically, I'm against that. And that's probably not going to be Democrat. That's almost to the point to the T non-democratic i don't care what you do with racial issues because most of the to be fair 
most of the racial issues never affect me. It's always affecting the lowest common denominator. They're the ones celebrating. I'm like, shit, I'm in the middle class, upper middle class. None of that stuff affects me. <laughs> Why am I celebrating it? Well, we got them to ha not have a no chokehold. I'm like, I'm never get choked hold. <laughs> like, what the likelihood? I get chokehold. I ain't never been in a position to get chokehold. Well, you realize now that they made it favorable for for you, if you get caught with crack, you get the same penalty. I'm never with crack. <laughs> like, what does that have to do with me? Well, your people, them ain't my people. If those were my people, I would be with them holding crack. But I'm never with crack. Why do I care about the law? Well, you know now. <laughs> well, you know now, lower economic people can now get access to government benefit, but I'm not that. Like, why? Mm. Like, nothing they did benefited me. I didn't get nothing. All I got was because my people, the people who look like me, you got the benefit. What did I get? Like, literally, it don't never, it never trickles down to where it helps me. Will y'all help me? <laughs> That's why I don't like that side. I'm like, yeah, you're helping people who look like me, but you're not helping me. And are you really helping them? I think you're more harming them because then they start leaning on you. That's why I'm like, I, dude, you never help nothing with me. I never got drugs on me. I never get planted drugs. I never get pulled over. I never get chokehold. Help me. Somebody help me. Help. <laughs> Winnie Wall says in New York, the mothers get custody and then put the children on welfare. Mm. He says, then the state sues the father for child support with their own attorneys. Wow. That's crazy. What a mess. All right. We got to catch up on all the super chats that I missed. So bear with me. I got to sign out and sign in. What a damn mess that this is. All right. I got to sign out to this account, sign into the other account. Uh, let's see here. Cause I know I missed, oh, I got some subs too. Shout out to the subscribers in the building. So I got to go here. Then I got to go to the super chats that I missed. Oh, they want me to do this. All right. Oh, here you go. So that, all right. Then I got to go here. Let me see if I can catch them. Oh, hell. And so I missed like five people. DJ B fit says, did you hear that Jada is divorcing? Will, is it official? Is it official now? So I did miss some super chats. Boy, that's what happens, man. They, I got to go screen to screen. So I missed about three, four, maybe five, 50, 11 super chats. I'm blaming Jerome. I'm blaming and it's Jermaine. Always Jermaine it's always I did not hear that, but um, I got to check that out. It's confirmed. It's confirmed. The Will is, okay, I guess I, I know what I'm talking about this afternoon. Will Smith. Let me see it before I get out of here. All right, you guys can leave, though. I apologize for the super chats that I missed. Uh, I don't see it. I don't see any confirmation yet on Google. Somebody irate over here. And uh, Will can go to the junior college, but I don't know who he's going for. All right, let me check the last little things here and didn't get out of here uh shout out to you man i appreciate that sorry man apologies for the super chatters earlier because the screen moved up then i couldn't go back all right so we got everybody 
Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, it, somebody has it. Who has it? Nobody. It'll be front page news if it, it if it happened, but I don't see it. All right, shout out to the coach gang. Appreciate y'all for being here. We'll be back this evening. Hopefully, if it's Will J the story, everybody's ratings will be up. All right, shout out to you. Get your content together. And we out of here. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out.